Hey gang, I'm John, that's Chris Pizza Pizerberg Coleman. That is. But if you're listening to this, you probably already know who we are and what we're about. Mm-hmm. We would like to start off by saying thank you for supporting us. And what better way to support than go to our new merch site at thedecaljunkie.com. Yeah. You can get all kinds of fashionable items. Our flagship item that we started the whole site off with, our flat brim snapback hat with the funny two informing words logo on it, just the words only, not our pictures. That's got different color options. One of my favorite options about that particular hat, you can change the color of the underbill on those hats as well as the little finial, which I believe is what they call the little dot on top of the hat. The finial? Well, that's what they call it on a grandfather clock, so I think that's what they call it on a hat. I'm guessing. Oh. So, but anyway, you can change the color of that little metal dot on top of the hat to match the underbill, which is a rare thing. I never see that option. Yeah, I mean, if you're not like a snapback flat brim fan, we also have uh, beanies that you can wear in the winter time to stay warm or in the summer to sweat your hair out. <laughs> that's what happened to me. I, I don't recommend wearing those. You'll sweat all your hair out, guys. You'll look like uh, you like me. You don't want that. Yeah, we got other things like shirts. Yes, we've got our, our two newest shirts we've got available there. The Perfect Pub Crawl shirt, which was featured by myself, John, and Adriana at the uh, second ever Electric Scootaloo meetup that we did. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the list of the bars that we hit on that pub crawl, which again, we're calling the Perfect Pub Crawl. Yeah. And uh, that uh, that was Tangerays and Casey's and Aku Aku and Burton's and Cavo's. And uh, we also have the uh, the original logo shirt. It's with our faces, our cartoon images with the lettering, uh, but it's, it's just on a big old shirt, uh, different colors. You can pick whichever one you prefer. And um, and we also got socks. There's socks available now. That's at right. The decaljunkie.com. T H E D E C A L J U N K I E dot com. Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny Too Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 138. Ain't we great? I'm John, that's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. I apologize, that was stupid. Uh, that is me. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be the informing one, and he's supposed to be the funny one, even though that wasn't so funny. <laughs> it wasn't, but hey, they don't all stick. I yeah. throw them at the wall, they don't all stick. That's true, you just gotta rapid fire them and then see what lands and but what doesn't. It's, it goes through my head, it comes out my mouth. There's a lot to what get. what she said. There's a lot... <laughs> There's a lot to get to. Um, oh, man, we got a, a, another packed show. What show is not packed nowadays, John? I None. They're all packed. None of them. Uh, what do we got on tap? It's Memorial Day, for oh, one. There's that. Yeah, and um, we we have the Digi Hears at the end, and Tuttle's 10, of course, and What's Up, Doc, right? Yep, I got a What's Up, Doc, yeah. a good one. I, uh, we had something that was shared to the group, and we haven't done Scoop in the group uh, in a long time. Yeah. I saw this shared um, on Facebook, and actually the share to the group was mine, but um, it was actually one of our listeners that shared it somewhere else, and I had seen it and was like, this is a good story. Let me put it in there. Yeah, and there's things in between that we want to mention and get to, and uh, right now we're at we're recording outside, uh, yep. you know, despite COVID. Restrictions have lessened, and we are uh, at our first like go-to show, right? O- outside of like a park or some place like that. Well, yeah, because we always, like, we've been ignoring the whole thing. This whole time. I don't want to say we've been ignoring it. 
well, mean, you and I worked together, so it was like already there. W- there was no need for us to like not see each other for two fucking weeks or that's for true. three months or however long it lasts. Like we're already seeing each other on a weekly basis. Why should we not do shows? That's a good point. And I mean, we're we're at Graffiti Junction this time. Yeah. And uh, we're we're you know drinking some beers, taking some shots, <sighs> some beers, some shots. We're on shot number two. Hopefully, we don't make it to shot number eight, like some of our uh, our radio friends. Yeah. Well, okay, because we're celebrating Memorial Day, but I hope we don't get as fucked up as the news junkie did on Friday. They did a live show, like the first radio broadcast in air quotes. Yeah. Um, first live br- radio broadcast since the shutdown, right? S- since the quarantine. Yeah. And Since uh, the before in team, as they say, it was like invite only, and we were able to go, thankfully enough, and uh, we appreciate them for inviting us. Um, we even got on the microphones for a little bit, and yeah, they passed around the mic. It was nice of him to bring it around. He was proud of John Hanna for being there, not vomiting in in any bags. Uh, he <laughs> mentioned that, and then I don't remember. Oh, and then they of course talked to me about Cavos because that's what they do now. But I don't care. Whatever reason they want to talk to me, I'm down to talk. Yeah, and I mean, while we're celebrating Memorial Day, I just don't want to get as loose as they did because Absolutely towards not. the end. They got a little... <laughs> it's also it's a respectful holiday. Are you supposed to quote-unquote celebrate it, by the way, John? I don't. I think you observe it. Because Memorial Day is the day you 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 recognize the, the those that have died in war, right? That's a good Not word. Not those that have served. Recognize it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good word yeah, for yeah. it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Observe. Observe slash recognize. Well, because people get confused. Pay respect. Be- they, like, between Veterans Day and Memorial Day, yeah. people get confused on which one. Like, absolutely. You know, you're Veterans s- Day is the one where you tell a living soldier, vet, thank you for your service, and you're very thankful for them for everything they've done. Today is the day traditionally set aside for like the tomb of the unknown soldier i know trump spoke today at the uh at that at the tomb of the unknown soldier hung a wreath um he did i don't think he said anything super stupid because i have nothing to report on no th- <laughs> i mean this is the day you honor the fallen absolutely and, and people do tend to get that confused because you know they take memorial day as i got a day off and i'm grilling out yeah it's a fucking third day off for most of america which is fine i mean it is a good excuse to you know get your family together and see your loved ones and appreciate everybody around you and appreciate the freedoms that we have for, yeah because of those that died in wars I, I saw a cool little article that people were i mean and it's it is unfortunate but it's cool that it's getting recognized at least to some extent but um it was like uh veterans of like the you know like uh, our soldiers that fought in world war ii and yeah. like and some of the craziest battles that they could have possibly have been in but it kind of montaged through soldiers that got struck with covid19 and passed away and oh really yeah and it was, oh, they made it through world war ii and then they died because of a virus right like some Fucking of these people terrible. have been in the craziest wars and and situations of battle that they could have possibly have been in but this stupid disease that's going around right now is what what got them what a shame and it's it's good what to shame it's good to see somebody honoring those types of people but i'm really glad that we're you know as celebrating a little bit we're getting together to appreciate each other's company and, yeah. and hopefully people who are listening can uh like ch- share a drink with us toast yeah, yeah, cheers to that guys cheers but uh, that yeah. was such a bad clank. It was Can we, clank we hit again? the paper. We had paper on paper <laughs> on these neck bottles. Here we, we go. All right, let's clank again. That's better. A little better. But, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we don't get as shitty as our uh, our friends and radio cohorts uh, from the News Junkie show did the other day. That's what John was kind of alluding to when I cut him off to say, "Let's not celebrate dead veterans. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, honor them." But uh, yeah, they went uh, balls to the wall. That was a fun show. It really. I, I mean, it was great. And then like the last. 20 minutes maybe that last segment buddy. it started to fall apart we got get yelled at we got yelled at get off my live feed <laughs> yeah there's, there's people interrupting live reads our table got yelled at uh, there uh, there was a back and forth and they were trying to hash stuff out with their significant others everything yeah. fell apart it got awkward i, I, I it got I, drunk and it got awkward as it tends to do like if you uh throw back if you hearken back 
to the secret show John and I uh, did uh, most recently. God, that was. I don't remember when was that January? I don't February. I don't remember when that was. That was so that was News Junkie Secret Show one fifty. Yeah, and they're coming up on one seventy five soon. They're almost at one seventy. So it was not long ago. It was earlier this year, and we talked about it on the show afterwards. But uh, Sean made it mad awkward by trying to stir up beefs between everyone and get everybody to roast like. Coleman, what beef do you have with John? And vice versa, John to Coleman. And then other people have beefs. And then uh, Sean has beefs with C-Lane. And C-Lane has beef. You know, it's just like a beef cast. Yeah, well, he really... Like, as a guy who doesn't enjoy red meat, I was out. <laughs> just <laughs> he, kidding. He really shined a light on, on yeah, like he was forcing people to, to say these things and right. think quickly. He and just wanted to force content. And it's like, what do I say? I don't know what to do. Well, I feel like they kind of got drunk there for a segment at Friday on the show. And, and I said that. that. I looked at John and I go, whoop, Sean's drunk and he's he's forcing awkwardness amongst <laughs> the, the, the wives table, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, worst part of the wives table, by the way, Joshua failure. Fowler. Excuse me. Oh, fa- Fowler. Yeah. yeah. Pinkman, you matter. <laughs> that's why we gave you all of our you matter cards yeah so like the the phil's bio used to have these you matter gift card or business gi- cards. gift cards gift business, cards business they're for zero dollars yeah i was gonna say there's no value to them 70 uh, matter bucks yeah and i had one that pinkman had signed from maybe three years ago yeah and i gave it back to him and i was like you matter more <laughs> you, than you you matter more than this stupid autograph that will <laughs> never be worth anything take your signature back yeah. jerk i was like you need this more than i do i but don't honestly it, you know i we shit on each other and john josh and i did that day um but it was cool to see josh and also thomas and i don't know a lot of familiar faces that i haven't seen in months and months since it's been hard to get together to see anybody you can't nobody's coming out so um, it, it is refreshing in that way to to be able to catch up with people and well, like i told beaver that day john if you remember back i think you were there um we were hanging out at casey's on a sunday for a sea lane and beaver show and uh, and there was a handful of us there, and I remember looking at Beaver and Sea Lane that night and telling them on one of the breaks, like, you know, I even think I like at one point I got drunk and I yelled out like cheers to the la- this will be the last time we do this for who knows how long because I knew the next day DeSantis was going to come out and shut it down across the board and ah. sure as shit the next day he did. I mean, it's not like I was like reading too far and you know what i mean it's not like i'm i'm a news source and i was uh you know i knew what everyone else didn't know i just could read the writing on the wall it was happening everywhere and i was like we're next to do it desantis was like drooling to do it he would have done it but it was a sunday and he has that day off he probably had to golf with trump who knows but the next day on a monday he did and i we were relating that at the live broadcast i saw beaver and he was uh you know i told him the last time i saw you was that sunday night when i said this will be the last time we do this for a while enjoy it yeah, and I I'm mean, pretty sure you were there that night. I, I think I was. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it's it was something that you recognized. I, I remember, and now you know. It, I think it may be too soon that we're out here doing this again. I mean, not not well, us because we've been doing it the whole and time. We're, yeah, we're responsible. Like, we're f- as far away from anybody here as we could. But, be. Okay, so we're here at Graffiti Junction, but this wasn't our first choice. This is a great place, by yes. the way. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. A, in the heart of Orlando, it's been on our list for a long time. This is the which, for reference. We're at the College Park location, down the street from where I used to work. Yeah. So, and where else did we try to go? We tried to go to Ollie's. We tried to go to well, Hideaway. First Hideaway. Our, our first choice was Hideaway because we've been to Hideaway a couple times. It was a good hang. Um, but they have not opened inside yet. They're still doing construction. So so it being Memorial Day, like I told John, I said, it'll either be dead or it'll be packed. Dead because everybody wants to grill out and barbecue and blah, blah, blah. Or it's packed because the shit weather that we're experiencing right now, ironically on Memorial Day, will cause everyone to cancel their barbecue shit. And then they're off work. They will go and go to the local bars. Yeah. Surely and- enough, we drive past Hideaway. 
pretty fucking packed. I mean, and and people like you know aren't being as mindful as I think that they should be because. Oh, wait for the digi ears. I got a story on that. Oh just boy, the craziness of crowds, crowd craziness, and people just not heeding. You know, not that John and I heed everything. It's not like, you know, I I don't know. It it's really tough because everything kind of falls into this right now, John. Everything is either you're either you know a bitch who listens to the government too much. Or you're, you know, and that makes you a cuck. Well, because some people have three pairs of gloves on. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're an asshole and you don't do anything. You don't wash your hands. You don't fucking follow any distancing. You don't wear a mask. And as a guy who really doesn't wear a mask around, but also doesn't get close to a lot of people, like, Exactly. Plus, like I know that it's not like an airborne. It's not blowing to me in the wind. And maybe this is giving people too much responsibility, but like, just be mindful of it. If you're mindful Common enough. Common sense goes a long fucking way, guys. Seriously. Washing and sanitizing your hands and uh, and and just uh, you know coughing in people's faces and not being up people's asses on a physical level, a distance level, it goes a long fucking way. Yeah, and I already know that we have some stories that are going to be COVID-related because Well, not everything- even COVID-related. Actually, I love it all. I think most of our stories this week aren't super COVID-related, but they might... Now, with everything being this new normal, which sucks to even think of that it's a new normal, but it kind of is. It's oh, the yeah. way things are mm-hmm. and probably will be for the foreseeable future, if not forever going forward. But with this new normal, everything you relate it back to, how does it, you know, well, let's look at not even COVID. I think in years future, five, ten years down the road, it won't be like, oh, I'm worried about COVID spreading. It'll be flu. It'll be whatever new virus comes along. Yeah, like. Whatever new thing comes along that replaces the COVID, then you're going to have to watch that. out for that, and it'll yeah. be people mindful of it's, that. I mean, I think it's the, just going to be a much more mindful, hopefully, common sense based future. We shall see. Mm, at the News Junkie live show, I mean, it, it seemed like every nobody was really wearing a mask. They weren't. I expected everybody to be in a mask, and me and Sean Watson to be the weirdos not in a mask. No, but everybody was just paying attention and being careful about, like, if you have to cough or sneeze, do it in your elbow or your arm, right. and then and stay away from people as best you can. So there's a guy at the light behind you. Don't look right now, but he's in a green. I'm going to look this way. Look over your right shoulder, John. He's in a green Toyota truck. He keeps looking over this way with a giant smile on his face. He just rolled his window up. I think when the light turns green, he's going to try to roll by and scream, fuck her right in the pussy. Oh, really? <laughs> that green Toyota truck. Dude, he had the biggest, like, his window was down, and he was looking at me like this. He was enjoying this way too much? Yeah, like, what are these guys doing? They have mics. I got to fuck it up. So I can bust their if balls. If you hear a knocker right in the pussy, don't worry. John will highlight it, and we'll play it on the show. <laughs> just like that time that bitch broke up with her boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, that was it's epic. his car. No, he just had a lot to look at. He didn't say anything. Yeah, I mean, his car was kind of loud, but I don't. Yeah, it's it was nothing else. Good job with that small dick with that exhaust system, sir. (laughs) I know. I can hear it from a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we uh, with the the news junkie live event, we all were sitting there just minding our own business, doing everything. But then you got yelled at, like you were supposed to be in charge of our whole table. Apparently, yeah, I was like, I guess because I was quiet enough. I guess what they call the point man, because I was the a the guy they that that was invited, and then I brought you and and Nathan, or my other guest. We were being loud, and so I guess they looked at me to you know like me be in charge of everyone, like I'm fucking Nathan's daddy. But long story short, we weren't being loud. Nathan was being loud. Full disclosure. Fucking jerk. They said, got me yelled at. Sabrina said, Pisenberg, can you keep your table can you down? Keep it? Do you want to shut up? Or, and then like, and keep your table down? And I looked at her like, yo, it's not even me. I pointed Nathan straight out and was like, Water Boys is fucking liquid diarrhea of the mouth over here. Like, shut up, bro. Well, and a part of me thought it was like us, and I kind of, I felt fully embarrassed. I and was then, mad embarrassed after that, bro. Then I, then I started to shut me down for I the rest s- of the broadcast. <laughs> I started paying attention and listening to the show. And yeah. 
It was just, you know, people turning up, which I love the News Junkie crew. They're oh, amazing people. They, they know what the audit, they know the audible cringe they put out that last 15 minutes. They, got they know what they did. Yeah, they turned up. And you know what you did, Sean Watson. You don't listen to the show. Who gives a shit? One, one of the one of the hosts asked uh, the program director, Jack, directly, <laughs> do we still have our jobs? Do, yeah, Sean, Chris Seelane says, uh, do, are, are we still employed? As he looks at Jack, <laughs> who's on there on his day off sweating fucking bullets. Oh, yeah. Because nah. they, Sabrina said the F word. They had to drop that. Sean screamed, um, get get off my live read twice in the middle of a, what should have been a 60-second live read that went a minute 45. Uh, he rambled about... Uh, he spelled Mills, because who can't spell the word Mills? <laughs> he spelled Mills from Mills Air and then said, get in the AC zone <laughs> or whatever. Fucking, said, get off my live read. <laughs> yeah, get a Mills Air. <laughs> hey, ba- anyway, folks, back to Mills Air. It's so professional. I love me. I, I love me on Mills and I'm going to slur all over this live read. It's pretty much how that went. Get in the zone. AC zone. AC zone. Cool uh, as fuck. It, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a good time, and uh, that was pretty much what we had done most of the week, I th- I would think, right? I don't, I don't know. If that was that, that work. I mean, I worked. John worked. That's pretty much it, man. Like, that's pretty much our existence right now is just working, and the occasional, like, this will be a thing. This is the yeah. thing. I got to come out and do this. They're, and we hung out with Rocky for his birthday. We recorded a show. That was great. Oh, it was his birthday. Time. Happy good, birthday, Rocky. Show. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Happy birthday to that guy! Thirty yeah. third trip around the sun, you old fat bastard. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rocky from What's So Fuss podcast, terrible podcast. I'm now a part of, so no longer terrible. Great podcast, check it out. Mm, you little liar! It did not get any better. Uh, did it? I, I don't know. It got uh, it got it got an injection of dad jokes. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and I mean, while we didn't do too much there, like in terms of looking forward to things, I am looking forward to. There's a show coming out on Netflix, and I I was I'm I'm a huge Office fan. So Greg Daniels, I love what he does with The Office. Oh, and I love that you I, I, talk about this. And I love, uh, there's a new show coming out uh, with Steve Carell. Yep. Uh, it's called Space Force. Space Force, which mocks the Space Force, yep. which we are soon will be the, the I don't want to shortchange it, the sixth or seventh branch of the military? Is it sixth? Oh. Army, Navy, Coast Guard. Uh, Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, Coast Guard 5. It'll be the sixth branch of the military. Yeah. People yeah, forget yeah. the Coast Guard, but I don't. Because they're goddamn veterans like the rest of them. When you first started listing them, uh, listing them, I thought you were going to uh, slip up and forget Marines. No, fuck no. They're like the top dogs, bro. Oh, yeah. That's the hardest, uh, Ooh, rah, hardest branch. Don't fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. I mean, there's a reason why they say the few, the proud. Right? There's only a few, but my God. Do they Semper do? Peisenberg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Semper Five. My bad. It's another. It's a whole other thing. Yeah, but... Um, I got it I, all twisted. I, I do want to see this show, and I mean, I know it's Steve Carell's like, supposed to be in charge of this group that's going to be, you know, their, their space force or, uh, you know, the United States version of people that get to the moon and take <laughs> care of things on Mars or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Who knows? Pret- Protecting the planet, they're like the space police. It's like a, it's like a team space world police, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's available on Netflix at the end of this month. Is that when it comes out? It looks so funny. I haven't seen a preview. I just know Steve Carell's a part of it. I've seen a screenshot of his character and like the the title card and stuff, but I've not seen a single trailer or preview. But I, I mean, it's Steve Carell and it's Greg Daniels is, is heading this. Yeah, yeah. Which who was Dude, the, super talented, bro. Exactly. He's one of the biggest guys in television for sure right now. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, The Office. Well, because like his humor is always not really laugh track oriented. 
which it, it, yeah, it's like, a little more subtle and awkward. Yeah, and when things changed over to like, okay, like the laugh tracks are getting put by the wayside, and we're doing this new new humor. Yeah, the Office, Parks and Rec, right? Um, you know, like like even stuff like The Simpsons. I think Greg Daniels had a hand in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so like stuff without laugh tracks, like that was his. That's his forte yeah, all day. Fuck laugh tracks. That's fucking. That's that's your great. That's not, I would say that's your parents. Okay, it is. It's your parents' television, and even furthermore, your grandparents' television. My grandparents' television was a uh, was nothing. It was uh, pushing a fucking uh, a hoop down a road with a stick. <laughs> Just kidding. They're not that old. They're dead, yeah. so they don't hear this anyway. But um, My TV was putting a box over my head, yeah. cutting out a square in front of me <laughs> yeah. and pretending. And my life was television. But, <laughs> that, that was uh, the first reality TV. But that's kind of that's where TV is going. And I like Greg Daniels. He's, uh, like, he's doing this new show you talked about. Obviously, The Office had some, I think, loose ties to The Simpsons and some production roles. And uh, one of and there's another new show that I've watched the entire first season of John uh, on <laughs> as I speak like, burps come out of me <laughs> that was like half um half burp uh, uh, sorry uh, we're losing subscribers by the minute but uh, was is on on Amazon it just came out within the last month they've got one season up it's called Upload oh another Greg Daniels one. Greg Daniels yeah absolutely and it's based uh, just into the future um, and it's about kind of the alternative reality of uploading your consciousness. To a hard drive where your brain, your, your, so you think you, you live in an avatar for the rest of until they can fix whatever malady killed you and then re download your consciousness to your body or another body. And then you can live in the real world again. That's a unique idea. It's a very deep idea, and it's it's really funny. I'll be honest. It took an episode or two for it to grow on me. I gave it a two or three episode chance, and then I said, okay. After like the third episode, I was like, all right, I'm in, and I, I watched the whole fuck. I binged the whole season. I haven't uh, I haven't so, seen it yet, but yeah, I can't wait for Space Force. End of the month, Steve Carell. It's gotta happen. Yeah, there, it's gonna be great. There are a few new things coming to Netflix and uh, Hulu and Amazon Prime and stuff like that. Which, so many good documentaries yeah, on there too. Yeah, Tune in for what's up, Doc. It, I got one every week. You pretty see much. That? It's yeah. so many, bro. I, I, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, are we getting to that in the second segment? Yep. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I want to do it because of Tuttle. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna do Tuttle's here in a minute. We'll do Tuttle's ten. We'll live comment on it as yeah. best we can from here at the bar, and um, and then uh, after that uh, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and I'll do. Uh, What's up, Doc? And then we'll finish with Digi's. Yeah, so I do want to. Ch- we just got. We had a shot brought to us. Um, yeah, we'll by... do that before we get to uh, scoop on the group. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening next. We are about to do one of our. Uh, we haven't done this in a long time, but scoop on the group. I still is... love you, Bluegill, but you dropped off the radar. Yeah, now we have one from somebody else. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. I'll, I'll talk while John drinks. John drank the whole shot. What a fucking real man. Ugh. That's respect. Ugh. John usually goes happy and still goes boo. It's so yucky. Ugh. No, that is uh I just real manned it like a pro and I, ooey, well, it tastes so bitter. Well, full disclosure, before we started this, we ordered shots, you know, just to yeah, shot of beer. Kinda unwind a little bit before getting into this and uh yeah, that second one was poured a little less than the first it was, one. It was not so high. I wanted to be like, uh, take this back and fill it up, lady. You noticed the difference? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Uh, that was uh, that's something. I, um, I noticed your shot looked like half a shot. I looked at my shot, also half a shot. I don't know what her server's name is, but you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> to do my Trump impression, you're fired. Grab her by the pussy. I'm the best firer. <laughs> I will fire you. No, I grab the best pussies, the biggest <laughs> pussies. Yeah, so the scoop on the group that I have oh, This is, is a crazy one. Okay. So, we usually do Rob uh, Bluegill. Well, did we usually do... Listen, if you guys want to be featured and shouted out on the show, share some cool shit into our group. We will pick it for scoop on the group as it like stands out to us, and we will shout out 
the source of the article. In this case, it was me, but I will also shout out Brittany because it really, originally, I shared it from Brittany who put it somewhere else, and yeah. I could not put this in our group. This was this story, dude. I, re- I read this guy's fucking, this guy's quote. Re- John can read it for us. Okay, yeah. It's pretty long, but it's goddamn amazing. This situation, and I was trying to look up if this was real, because people were questioning, is this a real story? Yeah, I heard it is was it possibly not? fake, so I didn't report on it. And I and I found a few uh, outlets that were reporting the same thing. Uh, this guy, his name, I believe, his was James Fairbanks. That's him. 43 years old. And he works at a, uh, at a school, or he's a, a teacher worker. Yeah, he works with children. Yeah, and this is was in Omaha, and he killed somebody, shot him to death, um, because they are um, they were a pedophile. He 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 saw that they were registered as a sex offender, knew that they lived uh, in the proximity of him, and uh, and I'm just gonna read actually. Yeah, just read it because it gives all that literally, hit, and it's just you can read his writing, like what he wrote in the description. He goes over the whole fucking thing. Well, we, uh, okay. it might take a second, but read it, dude. So it's the, very interesting. Yeah. So the story of it is he turned himself in. He had Absolutely. no problem. He emailed just like a no, uh, local news outlet yep. and just put it out there. Look, I killed this person at this time. Right. And and, it and here's why. Yeah. He said, Dear Media, from James Fairbanks, Dear Media, I'm writing this email to let you know that I killed Matteo Clonducci. Clondolci. I don't I don't know how to say his last name. Clonpedo. Matteo. Uh, Thursday, May 14th, around 9.45 p.m., while apartment searching and checking the neighborhoods I wanted to live in, I stumbled across his sex offender registry information. And then he so said, he was looking to move. Yeah, he I, just checked the sex offender registry to see who, what sex offenders possibly lived around the place he was looking at, renting, buying, whatever. Nobody wants to live close to a sex no, offender, especially if you have kids and stuff. That's something you consider. I, I normally, I, honestly, I don't. I don't look at it at all. I don't give a fuck because, like. I mean, I guess maybe I should if I have my kids around, but if I do, they're never going to be like See, hanging out ca- for long periods of yeah. time without me around. I care, but not because I have children, but like I, if I shave and at the right time, I look like a little boy. <laughs> so I don't need people trying I got to you. I got you. hit on me. Get that little boy syndrome. Like sell me candy because I might buy it <laughs> or I might want it. I mean, it's, oh, so- it's not a white van. It was a red <laughs> van. It's perfectly safe. One window. It was cool. <laughs> yeah. And he was convicted twice. But yeah, um, what did he say? Keep continue reading. Yeah. Now, yeah. Dude, it, like I said, it's long, but it tells Ed the entire story. Yeah. So and then the guy says, I, I read where he molested two children and uh, was convicted twice uh, for and served two years in, in, ch- in prison for raping children. Right. And uh, so, and to his horror, he sees this guy washing his truck outside, uh-huh. watching other children play, and you, he knows for sure that they're stare. He's staring at the children. He says the guy's uh, like pretty much fake washing his truck. He's not even really washing it. He's using the truck as a farce to watch children play down the street. Because that's what he that's what he recognizes. He uh-huh. says there's no soap. There's no there's no anything. Just a a rag. Yeah, he's just that he's wiping, wiping his truck with a wet rag. Yeah, he felt sick to his stomach, um, and then he found out or saw in his backyard he had just like a weird little personal playset. Yeah, like one a swing, playground in the guy's backyard. A monkey the guy bars. Clearly has no children. Yeah, a slide, and so he, like clearly that's for um, like what do they call that? Like uh, luring. Yeah, yeah. For for luring. Yeah. Uh, you know, in uh, kids into and um, and then he just he owns up to it right, like right away. That I, you know, I shot him. I killed this person. If you need proof, and then he left proof. Um, it's blurred out, but he's like, if you need proof, oh, I don't know what that says. Exactly, Maybe it says where the body is or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then people were commenting, but like uh, one comment here it says, "Thank you, whoever you are, yeah. that killed this man. Yeah, pedos deserve nothing but death." And then James Fairbanks replied, "You're welcome." Psh, 
but uh, I mean, before goes, turning himself in. Yeah, he goes. I mean, again, John John Short changed it, but he goes on to like, yeah, talk about like the morality of this and how it's you know the guy had only done two years. You know how it's sad that that the guy, this gentleman James, will do far more time in jail for ridding the earth of this of this. And here's the thing. You know, people immediately just jump on and go, thank you for ridding the world of pedos. They deserve to die. I don't know the guy's previous charges, but I, I, I don't understand he did two years and it was for like some, some, some pretty gross. All right. Yeah. Two years for raping children. For is, raping children. That's it wasn't a minimal, some weird. Yeah. It was like, a small amount of ab- time. Absolutely. Yeah. So he, he goes on to say like, it's, you know, and it's sad that the world we live in will give me more time for killing this scourge of the earth than for the the scourge of the earth that did these things to these children who did two years and then gets out on a probation but i don't know it brings up the moral conundrum of is the guy right the the killer the guy that killed the guy is he right to do that the, is the, he who made him the judge jury and executioner yeah, Ma- mateo the the, the, the mateo victim. had his day in the mateo had his day in court obviously yeah like did he actually he had serve done some his time? time did he do enough time should he have done more who is the who's the Who's to guess that? I feel like everybody just kind of immediately jumps into the, yeah, you did a good thing. But also, like, maybe this guy's info was wrong. Maybe this guy's charges weren't as terrible as he thought they were. I don't know. I don't know. It's a slippery slope, really. It's 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 a a dangerous call to make on your own. A fine line to dance on, if if I do say so. Absolutely. And and, I mean, what they were saying is Mateo um, was like, um, I I don't know if he was like a preacher or like 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 a father at a church or not. Really? Yeah, I, I think he he had religious ties, and you know we all know that priests are kind I of have religious ties. Are you talking Windsor or bow tie? <laughs> yeah, they just have crosses on them. I'm not very religious. <laughs> no, like and and but not to like like classify all priests as like creepy people. But it, it it does make sense if that was his line of work, and that's something that he was accused of doing. And 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 Fairbanks was forty three years old, and I think Mateo was like sixty four. Oh, was he that much 60s? older? Yeah, but, I mean, but the guy again, he did say he kind of sat there in his truck across the street from this guy, watching him creepily stare at children for quite a long period well, of time yeah. while he fake washed his car. And so I, you know, again, like again, I'm not here to say what he did was right or what he did was wrong. I, I I would more pose the question to you. You take it how you want to take it. Definitely, uh, it's in our group. If you want to go read the whole quote and oh, the story yeah. behind it and people's thoughts behind it, maybe we'll post it a second time. Yeah, even. why not repost? But uh, I don't know, man. It's that's a it's a head scratcher for it, sure. It is. I mean, and I do understand the passion of where the guy is coming from. Not that I'm saying I'm understanding the murderer side of the story, right? But I understand the passion because if he works with kids, right, I know why he feels so heated so, about yeah, this. Absolutely, he feels uh, it, more it, so, more, you know, more so in in emboldened to do something, yeah, because. Some of these kids could be kids he has ties with. Who cares if they are or not? Like, you shouldn't be fucking ruining children's lives. It's in period. a neighborhood that he probably works in. Or and, he's and going to soon live in. Exactly. He's looking to move there. Exactly. So, and I, I mean, it's and, tough, man. It's and tough. It happens all the time, like, with animal lovers. Animal lovers, like, it's it's not to take away from their passion with the love of animals, but sometimes they act in extreme ways because of their, their commitment yeah, to, to cats or dogs extreme. or whatever. It does go extreme. I yeah. will say this. Assuming the details we have on the killer, James Fairbanks, are correct and he knew what he was doing and knew he was taking out somebody who was potentially looking to commit more crimes against children, 
Thank you. It's like in it's that like, case, I appreciate. It's it. like Dexter. You know how like you know people kind of like yeah, exactly like, moral conundrum. You're a murderer, but you're murdering murderers. Yeah. So are you any better than the murderers you're murdering? Like, are you I, actually? Are you? Are you? Or are you, are you helping know. or are you right, hurting? Right. Are you just being what you hate? Because you're murdering, or are you are you okay? Because you're murdering for quote good cause, and so, you know what I mean. Same deal. You're exactly right. It hey, is the same exact. Conundrum. I mean, there are like man, that's a head scratcher. Those are those like weirdo serial killers out there that like do weird shit or like eat people. But if they were to apply that towards a good cause, I would maybe get up get behind it a little more. Like, oh, I chewed the fucking face off of Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, if you want to be a serial killer and you want to kill like fucking cornflakes because they're terrible, please do. Yeah. Frosted Flakes only. So so Jeffrey Dahmer would do, like, random killings. But you were the one that killed Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm not going to hate you for it. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer goes killed in prison. Yeah, exactly. And everybody was kind of like, well, they got what was coming to him, right? I mean, uh, the only way it could be more fitting is if the person that murdered him in the shower of prison stole his fucking head and shoulders and put them in a freezer and then <laughs> ate them in a stew later. <laughs> that, that, that is, like, the... the, 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 the point of the story or the the funny part the of the story of the is story. like when i when i was looking up this particular case and i was trying to find other news outlets to make sure it was real because people were skeptical well, because people were saying it was fake i told john is that real like let's find out if it's real we think it's real based on what we're reading when, when i m- wanted to make sure it was real i found story after story of so and so was killed in prison because he was a pedophile by another inmate oh yeah it happens all yeah, the time oh yeah all the fucking I've been time talking to a lot of prisoners lately just randomly i don't know why and, uh, <laughs> okay. That's kind of been the that's kind of been the gist of what they're telling me. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Okay. So should we before we get into the uh, second segment, do Tuttle's ten? Yeah. I mean, before we take a break, we'll do a Tuttle's ten here. Uh. You know, bear with us. It might be more than ten minutes. We're gonna listen to it and comment as we go. Are you ready? And uh, let's uh let's play that intro. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's ten minutes with Tuttle. Hey, what's up, my funny two-informing peeps? John, Chris, all the listeners that are out there. Hope you guys are at least coming over and checking out my podcast. But I had my doubts at first. I, I really, really had my doubts about John and Chris. The first time that they came over to the Hobo Fish Camp to record a podcast with me. Took them forever to even set up the equipment. It's like they had never even done this before. And over time, I've noticed they have a very unhealthy obsession with Sean Wasson. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's I just think, that's coincidental that we were talking about the live show as he's bringing this up. Yeah, yeah our yeah. obsession with wow. him, Hold with up. the news junkie. Hold up! First of all, it took him forever to set up the equipment. Our shit is a fucking mobile recorder. All we got to do is plug in like five fucking wires, turn it on, get a tiny little audio check, and go. What I remember, not true, Tuttle. What I remember, I think your Adderall binge had you on a, uh, <laughs> had you uh, going a thousand miles per hour, and you thought what was two minutes was actually two thousand. Did you hear how excited? Incorrect. This was the most uh, excited he's been. I know for he, any of these he Tuttle came 10. in hard, and I love it. I love the energy, Tuttle. Keep What's bringing going it on, What's guys? going on, John and Chris and the listeners? Yeah, you address us, bro. Address everyone. I love it. <laughs> I, okay, so this is what I remember from interviewing Tuttle. I forget uh-huh. what episode number it was. I have no idea. It was. A, it was. A, it was like two months ago. Yeah, it, it was a few episode numbers back now, and uh, you know, I implore you to check it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, look up the number right now for I'm which one it, it was. Out. Yeah, you keep but, talking. Okay, so what I remember was we us having the equipment set up, and we were sitting there waiting, and then Tuttle had to go around like his porch screen, his his little sun porch, and was like, "Oh, hold on, guys, I gotta go do this thing real quick, or I gotta talk to this person, and then I'll come back." And and so I remember waiting for him to be ready, not not the other way around that it took us forever. 
But who knows? I, I mean, I could be wrong. I thought it was we were waiting for him to get his stuff ready. There was a little of us waiting for him. There was a little of him waiting for us because at one point in time, I don't remember, John was like, uh, John was like, I'm tired. I don't want to walk to the car. And we forgot a cable. And I had to walk <laughs> back to the car. That's right. Me and my old fucking self had to walk back to the car, even though Tuttle thinks we're younger. Well, and because he doesn't know us, and it's if it's, fine. If Tuttle. it seemed like it took us long, it was partially because like it's nerve wracking. You're 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 talking to somebody, with, especially if you have a passion for talk radio. You, it's nerve wracking to talk to somebody who's been doing it for decades, dude. As a huge fan, yeah, that was a uh, nerve wracking show. Now I know him better, and I'm like, let's do this stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you got, you dummy? I, Come on, Tuttle. Yeah, Just kidding. I love you. Bro. We may have been dragging our feet because we were nervous about being in front of like such a legend. And I mean, he has high praise for us, and we have high praise for him. Absolutely, um, but we also shit on each other so back to you dummy the news junkie from real radio 104.1 and i just had this fear i like sean sean is a great guy he is an amazing broadcaster but i just fear one day i'm gonna open up the orlando sentinel go to scott maxwell's article and i'm gonna read about how sean is missing he's been abducted the very very first place that i'm looking at is chris or john's basement and yes, guys, I know it's Florida. Floridians don't have basements. This is a parody. This is jokes. Just run with it. Use your imagination. And in this basement, which is in Florida, there's going to be a pit. And at the bottom of it is going to be our beloved news junkie. John is standing over this pit every half hour, lowering down a basket with lotion in it. While Chris is upstairs sharpening a knife, making measurements as he is in the nude with his penis tucked pinning on lipstick, looking into the mirror saying, I'd fuck me, while Wild Horses is playing in the background while they're getting ready to make a news junkie skin suit. Wow. wow. Okay. Couple of things. Tuttle, fuck you. Second, how are you so on point? <laughs> how did you know my penis was tucked and the song I was listening to? What? Yeah, I, I mean, I watched Silence. Man, what a great song! I watched Silence of the Lambs just to take notes on that sort of thing. I, I wanted to make sure that be- between Buffalo Bill and uh, Hannibal Lecter, that I wouldn't copy them completely, but I would be somewhat relatable. And and and, and as <laughs> and he, listen, as, as he makes jokes about us potentially being the murderers of Sean Watson and us having a quote unquote affinity for Sean Watson. Uh, if you go back and listen to that episode, which I can't find on my feed, by the way, John Hand, and when I go search all the shows, it cuts out like four shows between 127 and 133 or some shit. No. I have no idea what's going on there, but when I go back to look for that show, it's not there, but you should go back and find it. Hopefully, it's not missing for you, but on that show, he goes on to this whole like uh, five-minute spiel about how much he loves Sean Watson and he respects him for his broadcasting ability. Oh, he was the one his, that- Yeah, he was the yeah. one. If anybody's going to murder Sean Watson- after I look at Sean Watson's son, because that guy, that kid's crazy, I'm looking at fucking Tuttle. So, yeah, <laughs> you, you tell me about Wild Horses Tuttle and sharpening knives in the basement. Oh, you know what? Why? Basements don't exist. Why? You don't see it, like it either? That? No, on our feet, it skips like five episodes. Okay, thank you. It's mad fucked up, dude. It says like, it also puts it in seasons. Have you noticed on Apple? It's Apple. I think it's an Apple thing. But anyway, let's, let's move ahead, John. Oh, I'm going to look into that. We'll figure it out. Okay. If they can't get Sean to be their friends, they'll become Sean. So, I guess since they couldn't actually become friends with uh, somebody from Real Radio 104.1 like Sean Watson, they had to settle for me. They had to settle for the outcast, the black sheep that has worked at Real Radio 104.1, and that's me. So, I guess that's why they've invited me on their show on a weekly basis to do a commentary. Yep, 
Uh, real quick, Tuttle, we only accept uh, those who no longer work for Real Radio. We are friends with you and Josh Pinkman. <laughs> yeah, both of the Fowlers. Fired crew. Failures. Yeah, both of the, <laughs> the failure Fowlers. Josh and Patrick fa- Failure. <laughs> Checking in. Oh, Pinky and Tuts, we love you. They give me the topic. I do a commentary on it. They talk about it. Then they send that back to me, and I play it on my show, the Tuttle Daily Podcast, which is called Radio Inception, because it's a radio bit inside of a radio bit inside of a radio bit. So before we get into the topic that we gave him, um, okay. I do want to say it like because a little bit because he does do this Radio Inception thing uh, on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Uh, you know, you can find it on YouTube, it, 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 any podcast platform. He's really. on all the platforms now, uh, even over at three one five dot com. And, it, and it's as easy as at Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E. Yep. Uh, Instagram, it's for it's for Facebook, it's for Twitter, it's everything. Uh, YouTube. And he, he was saying something about on the, his last radioception that I don't answer the phone or I don't talk to him. <laughs> I love that John heard that. No, see, okay. He's so right. I, I'm John's busy. dodging you. No, it's not that at John all. John doesn't like you, Tuttle. There's like, I only like you, so when you come to murder us, <laughs> save me and murder John. I think Please we, and thank you. I think we have different sleep schedules or something. Or you know, I'm I'm doing other things Tuttle while Tuttle doesn't sleep. That's the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not on purpose. It's it's really not. I It's called Adderall, not minus a roll. The way he came into this episode, he could be on some Addy. <laughs> he was super excited. This is the most excited I heard him uh, introing uh, one of these these titles 10 but this week's topic they gave me something true and one of the most important things in my life because of what i do here in the united states one of the most important rights we have is the first amendment and what we've always been told is it's absolute all speech is protected even if it's unpopular living here in florida my first memory of censorship and the first amendment and this you're not going to believe this you are an absolutely could never guess this in a million years. But it was the band, Two Live Crew. Somebody say, hey, we want some pussy. Hey, we want some pussy. And with like everything else, organized religion has to step in. They got to tell us how to live our lives. How about you guys stop raping little boys and covering it up and paying out millions and millions of dollars just because you're priests can't keep it in their pants. Way different song. Hey, we want some butthole. <laughs> yeah. Way different song by a way different group. Dude, it's crazy the amount of tie-ins that he's applying to the censorship bit that we sent to what like what we were talking about before this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's amazing because he had no idea that like what type of show that we were going to have. And we have. just talked about a pedophile, so there yeah, you go. It's so <laughs> weird. Very, very uh, coincidental. And then you're going to be able to tell me what I can or can't listen to? The fucking hypocrisy is through the roof. And when the religious right figured out they weren't going to be able to do it on their own and stop people from playing this type of music, they got a politician. They put money in Bob Martinez's pocket. And then Bob Martinez set out to destroy and ban Two Live Crew. And after Bob Martinez set his sights on the group, Two Live Crew's albums that you would buy, they were the first group, the first musician that had that parental guidance or parental advisory sticker down on the lower right hand of the cassette, CD, record, whatever it was you were buying. 
That sticker was on there, and 2 Live Crew were the first group to have that. And after that, you want to know what Uncle Luke did? Yeah, Uncle Luke, the founder of 2 Live Crew, he said, fuck you. We're going to come back at you hard and strong, and came up with this little song. This is something I shouldn't say, but I'm going to say this shit in your motherfucking way. Fuck Martinez! Fuck! Fuck Martinez! Thank you for that history lesson, Tuttle. I thought that was just uh, Uncle Luke hating Hispanic people in South Florida. No, I I, I did not know that that was the case. With, no, with I didn't know either. Crew and and their their censorship. Okay. And the first time that they had that advisory. Look, Tuttle just actually taught me a little something. I knew that they were the first ba- group to get that ban, and they were banned from record stores and pulled off of shelves and all this, and they got that explicit content. They started the whole parental advisory sticker movement but i didn't know that i didn't know because i didn't grow up here in florida and tuttle did that's the only reason he's smarter than me well that's you'll never be smarter than anyone if you grew up in florida but the only reason (laughs) he knows more florida facts than me is because uh he grew up here in florida i didn't know that there was anybody martinez involved in that i thought it was elizabeth dole was it not uh no no tipper gore excuse me tipper gore jumped on the whole uh shut down music and censor music and all that shit. I thought it was a, a Tipper Gore move. I had no idea Martinez had anything to do yeah, with it. Yeah, no, and Tuttle's more Florida smart than you, but I don't know if oh, it's Tuttle's like, so much more Florida smart. That's, like, that's where it ends. Street or book smart is questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm fucking trying to get you, Tud. Get you, Tud. You're I'm, dumb. No. That's what John's saying. <laughs> Kill him first. Say what you want. Two live crews should have been radio talk show hosts the way that they're poking the bear on this one. They're saying if you're going to mess with us, we're just going to write a song about you. Talking about fuck you. Fuck Martinez. Fuck, fuck Martinez. Okay, wait, wait. He goes into from Mar- Martinez to Navarro. I think th- I think Uncle Luke hates the Spanish. No, Can I just say I think <laughs> Tuttle's trying to relate it to some politician named Martinez. Who the fuck's Navarro? I- now he hates Navarro's. What's next? Bonillas and fucking and Vasquez's? Come on, bro. You don't like Hispanics. Put it out there. All I know is I am jamming hard. I know. That I mean, the beats are jamming. Is yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll I mean, just change it just- to Trump. Fuck Trumpy. <laughs> fuck 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 Trumpy. I don't know. Think about this, guys. This was in the late 80s, early 90s when this song came out, and they were telling the governor of the state of Florida that his wife sucks a good dick. That's going hard and strong. I mean, think about if you're Bob Martinez's wife and you're walking down the street. I wonder how many times she got asked. Hey, can you suck a really good dick? And guess what? It is protected free speech. It got so bad at one point, they were arresting record store owners if they decided to sell any of 2 Live Crew's album. Think about that. People were being thrown in jail. 
because of the First Amendment. Almost seems like one of these third world countries like Russia or Iran. That shit would not fly today. Yeah, it still happens. People get censored. I think you should be able to say anything and everything that you want on the radio. You should be able to curse, shit, fuck, piss, cocksucker, motherfucker, cunt. You should be able to say all that on the radio. That's a that's that George Carlin reference right there. It really there. is. That's a cogent point. And I love that he said that because of the music we're throwing to on break. That's just, a, we'll just call that a, a, a foreshadowing to the break music. Yeah. And I, and, Thanks, buddy. And I think George Carlin was like the, on the forefront of that sort of thing of just like putting it all out there. Like, these oh, are do the you things think he that was? Do you think he was? Well, let's just, another tease. Hang around for the second segment for uh, for uh, uh, What's Up Doc and learn who was really on the forefront of free speech in this country. Oh, really? Really. Let the market control itself. Radio stations make money off of advertisement. And you don't get advertisement if you don't have ratings. And if people don't like the content that is coming out of their speakers, they won't listen to it. And that station won't get ratings. Those people get fired or the station will flip formats. So that's easy. I don't think we should be able to tell people what they can or cannot listen to or what they can or cannot say. It's a dangerous territory, people. We don't have absolute right of freedom of speech here. There are some things you can't say. We're always going to have censorship. It's not because of the public's opinion. It's because of the religious right. We're supposed to be a country of separation of church and state. But it just seems like the religious people have all the control in today's society. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's Tuttle's 10. I don't think two live crew get enough credit. I got my two First Amendment freedom fighters. Howard Stern and two live crew. Don't forget about it, guys. Thanks, John. Thanks, Chris, for allowing me to do it again this week. Thank you, Tuttle. Thank you, we, Tuttle. We, I, he brought up some cogent points. I can't argue with a lot of these. We can't thank you enough. I mean, but in the spirit of censorship, then I can say it straight up. Tuttle, you are a bitch-ass motherfucking yeah, you know cock-sucking what? bitch-ass little pussy-ass <laughs> motherfucking... <Wow>. Mo- <laughs> no, Let me know when you're done. I'll jump in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in, in the spirit of uh, free uh, First Amendment, uh, fuck you, Tuttle. Thanks for sending that over, you piece of human garbage. Fucking piece of shit, cunt. Cocksucker, motherfucker, black. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Tuttle, we love you for that. And, uh, you know, Tuttle mentioned Howard Stern and uh, Two Life Crew as being bastions of uh, of free speech. I love that I use bastion out of just out of nowhere. Lee hates that. Lee, I love you. Bastion that, motherfucker. But oh. uh, but uh, I love that Tuttle mentioned those as being, you know, kind of the keystones for free speech. Tuttle is a keystone for free speech, though he might not be on giant uh, markets and all, you know, internet and all this other shit. Tuttle obviously clearly gives zero fucks and says what he feels. He'll call people JAPS. Um, yeah, will, <laughs> I, I feel like that's his mindset, FCC or not. He will He will try to, exactly, he will try to force us into saying the N-word, because uh, I found out what that, uh, remember last week on his bit, uh, where, where he wanted us to guess that uh, fishing pole his, for uh, cane pole fishing? His, his uncle Udell's cane pole? That's it. Uh, one of our listeners, shout out to uh, Rob, Rob Taggart. I uh, love you, buddy. I shouldn't have said his whole name, but who gives a fuck? Rob Foe, I love you. You know we love you. Um, uh, he actually messaged Tuttle. And gave Tuttle the name of the poll, and Tuttle was like, yeah, that's it, but replace it with the N-word. Ooh. Yeah, so an N-word was in there. So I'm glad we didn't, uh, again, on the subject of First Amendment and freedom of speech, we can say whatever we want. I can say what I want. John can say what he wants. Tuttle can say what he wants. I choose not to say all these crazy, like, there are certain things I don't say because I don't, A, I don't feel that way, and B, I don't want to be looked at as somebody who spouts, what, N-words or... 
of you know s words or yeah. ch for chinese people for, words for, for or whatever me, these whatever these 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 uh, what's the word i'm looking for these these uh denigrations of people's people's heritage are it it doesn't come natural to me you know so for me it would be trying too hard to be crass and i don't want to try too hard to be crass okay and i and i'm right on the crass line yeah Yeah, i just operate right on the crass line i try not to step on it too much but occasionally i do well when i said j-a-p-s you didn't know that was straight ignorance yeah i I don't know and i told you don't say that john i'm pretty (laughs) sure that's a no i straight up was like that is a that is a uh racial slur almost and you were like oh is it and then Tuttle was like yep racial slurs are this (laughs) Coming at you from the PT studios <laughs> on, on fucking Hobo Fish Camp. No, Tuttle Radio. Yeah. Tuttle, we don't need you anymore. I'm just going to start doing a Tuttle impression, and that's my Tuttle's 10. I, uh, no, I, I love the bit he sent this week. Um, I think it was fantastic. Um, a little much, or uh, as usual. It, I mean, I, I like I like his take on it. Again, I, I had my own thoughts on censorship. I thought maybe he was going to run on like the whole ra- uh, it shutting down his radio career, you know, like what what the the struggles were like trying to live in an FCC type well, it, uh, based it, world and, and through the years it's been changing well it's gotten worse i mean i think tuttle i'm pretty sure i haven't listened to tuttle since you know i've only listened to tuttle since like 0708 but tuttle was on the radio prior to that i don't know if he was on before 04 04 is where it shut it really shut down and the world changed that was after janet jackson's nipple on the super bowl for some reason or another it it then swerved and was like oh now the radio can't say fuck shit tits piss or come but then it really what does that up. have to do with what does that have to do with janet jackson's nipple on the tv yeah, super bowl but, but it has nothing to do with each other but i feel like tuttle was there for pre nipple and then post nipple and i thought maybe he would run with it that direction he didn't it's fine that's why I give Tuttle ten minutes to rant on whatever the fuck Tuttle wants to rant on. It was a and uh, that's what we get. It was a live two crew uh two oriented crew. rant. It was fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> two <laughs> two <left> crew. <laughs> it was also a live two crew. There was two of them, <laughs> they weren't dead. Anyways, um should we go to break? Yeah, we're uh, gonna go to break because I gotta pee and then we're gonna eat this fucking delicious graffiti food. Yeah. And then we're gonna come back with a what's up doc and a uh, and did you hear's a wrap it up. And more drinks. Uh, Always, we, and we got a, a, some some funny uh, songs in the middle part and a mashup to to play for you guys. Absolutely, as usual. Shit, this fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, twat. Shit, this fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, twat. Shit, this fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, twat.
Welcome back. Funny to informing. Episode 138. I'm John. That's Chris Pizza of Heisenberg Coleman. It is me. I uh, We were looking for it in the first segment, and I found out that our live interview or face-to-face I'm interview. Glad, I'm glad you addressed this. I was going to. With, Go ahead. It was uh, with Tuttle. It was episode 128. So 128. 10 episodes ago. Exactly 10 episodes 128, ago. 128. Ain't it great? Not so much. It was with Tuttle. <laughs> so it was mediocre at best. Yeah, it was. Uh, Just kidding. That was a good show and I uh, enjoyed doing that show with him. No, yeah. Definitely check it out if you haven't. Episode 128 with Bubbles from the trailer park. Oh, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean Tuttle from S- Hobo Fish Camp. Skinny Bubbles. <laughs> Bubbles with an Adderall problem. <laughs> but uh, is we, that too real? I take that back. We have um, we have our uh, Digi hears, but before that, we have what's up, Doc? Because you watch the documentary that you want to review. I watch a documentaries bit. almost every day. It seems like here lately, especially with doing less and less. But absolutely, I watched one uh, this past week that I wanted to go over. And uh, I thought I took a little a few notes and was like, let me bring it to the show. I mean, with all the social distancing, how much of an option do you really have besides sitting at home and watching something cool or what? Getting everybody sick around you it's or the best excuse to do what I do ever. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into the other. Uh, what's up, Doc? Play that track. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? This is heavy duty, Doc. This is great. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? We really mean it. What's up, Doc? What's up? The segment where myself, Pizza Peisenberg, likes to bring you a review of a documentary I recently viewed. I watch documentaries pretty much almost constantly, that and comedies. And uh, rather than bore you with a comedy, I'll bring you something slightly informing and maybe try to be funny during it without spoiling it throughout the bit. Never ruin it for us. I try not to. That's all I care about. Okay, and this is a good one. There's really not much to be ruined. Um, It's, you know, it's more of a kind of a existential thought provoking one. It's called uh, it's and I just realized it's from 2015. I didn't know it was that old. I just saw it in the last few weeks on Amazon Prime. You guys can check it out if you have Amazon Prime. If not, probably just Google it, and I'm sure it'll show you ways to view it. There's so many viewers right now, like play, like just audio, video and audio players. Oh, like uh, platforms. Platforms to view this shit on. I'm sure that if you just Google it, you are sure to find it. But it's called "Can We Take a Joke?" And I felt with Tuttle's bit of censorship. And the the world and the state that it's in right now, I felt this was a, a th- uh, this was really thought provoking for me to watch as a fan of comedy, and I thought it was a perfect topic to bring up for this segment of all things, especially the week we're we're highlighting censorship with Tuttle. And I'm assuming, like, can we take a joke? It's it's in regards to like uh, crassness or or stepping over the line in as far as comedy goes, more so than anything. Yeah, comedy, yeah, yeah. stand up comedy, uh, especially. But uh, yeah, it, like, it, what's uh, what's too far? Yeah, what is too far? What is too soon? Are those things even? Are those even things? Is too far a thing? Is too soon a thing? Uh, and I, I don't know. That's these are things that I ponder all the time. And uh, Tuttle brought it up on his bit. Uh, but shout out to Howard Stern and Two Live Crew and Tuttle for being, uh, you know, those beacons of uh, of First Amendment freedoms that uh, also bring us like things such such as this from stand up com- uh, comedy and stand up comedians. It features uh, prominently Gilbert Gottfried, who's one of my favorites of all time. 
uh, which I also what made me think to uh, bring this up on the show was I had just watched this and Jim, uh, shout out to friend of the show, Jim I, I'll just call you Jim I. I don't want people to search your history and get all your sex crimes. But uh, <laughs> but I, uh, a friend of the show, friend of uh, many shows uh, here locally, this guy supports all kind of local podcasts. But uh, he brought up the, there was a documentary about Gilbert Godfrey recently, and he asked me had I seen it. I have seen it, and I thought rather than talk about that specifically pertaining to Godfrey, I would talk about one pertaining to just crassness and uh, and jokes, you know, just people pushing the envelope telling jokes. I think Godfrey's is, humor is just the greatest. I love him, but it features It's him. a little screamy, but... <laughs> It is, but it's very crass, and uh, I don't know. It's really, it's it's really up to the minute. And the guy is, uh, he tries to be very topical with his comedy. And I, for one, can appreciate it as a guy who uh, sometimes, you know, who can't, uh, not sometimes, who can never really take anything too seriously and has to make everything a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if if he's you kind don't of, like Gilbert Gottfried, then you don't like getting <laughs> screamed at, okay? You're absolutely right. Squint, <laughs> squinty screaming. Squinty but screaming, yeah. Permanently, it features Gilbert Gottfried. It also features one of my favorite guys ever, Penn Gillette from Penn & Teller. That guy is a very smart, intelligent, outspoken man. Right. Uh, unlike his cohort, who is an unspoken genius. Doesn't um, say a thing. Uh, but also one of my favorites, Jim Norton, a.k.a. Chip Chipperson. Rocky gets a man hard on for that guy. Uh, but uh, uh, Lisa Lampanelli, are you familiar with Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, yeah. yeah Super yeah. crass. She makes fun of gays. She makes fun of blacks. She makes fun of I, I, any and everything. Whites as well. Like, she's all over the place. Well, because when you talk about like what's too far or what's over the line, uh, people like her and Jim Norton don't have a line. They, well, they don't. And they and honestly, in this, they obviously there's a lot of first person interviews and they, you know, pretty much straight. One of them straight up says, you know, the point of comedy is almost to find that line, walk right up to it. And then where it gets even funnier is when you put a toe over it, stick a toe over the line, which is kind of like my thought process. Like when you tell me something, my brain almost first and foremost goes to, well, what's a crazy point about that? Uh, and then I just want to make a joke on that. Or you'd say it's about death. Uh, for instance, over the weekend, uh, we lost uh, somebody we know, not even know, but an acquaintance we know locally to leukemia. And I made this stupid joke. The first thing I came up with as to not deal with the severity of losing someone to leukemia because that's too much for my fucking emotions to handle, even though I don't know the guy. It's a super sad story. Immediately, my brain goes to let's make a funny. And then I go, oh, his name wasn't Lou. I thought only Lou's died to leukemia, like stupid, cheesy. And obviously, that's that not, a, that's that's not a- at the victim's expense, the man that lost his life to leukemia. That was just to me in my mind. That's just. Where it goes as a no. stupid like let's throw the let's throw the topic off course here and not talk about death anymore. Well, that's a that's a pun heavy like wordsmithy type of joke. You know, yeah. it's not toward, directed towards no, anybody. No, no, absolutely. It's but not always is comedy that that way. And quite often, especially with uh, your Lampanelli's and your Jim Norton's and your Gilbert Godfrey's, uh, they you know they will turn a joke on its head and point it right at the subject and you know kind of uh, stand it on end and, well, and oh, make you question it. Well, it's it's almost assumed that people can separate the person themselves from the jokes that they're making. You know, so people know that sometimes, like if you were to say something a, a little out of the ordinary or out of character for you, or something that's a little over the line, or okay. puts that foot on it, right? That, that that oh, I know Chris Coleman, I know Pizza Peisenberg. He's not he. That's not how he actually feels. That's just a joke that came to his head as a laughing point. For Absolutely, people. and those that know me can write that off as such. But as a stand-up comedian who's touring city to city in day in and day out, 
Some of these people have never seen them. They don't know their comedic style. They don't like, know their 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 tone. I know that Lisa Lampanelli is not always like that. You do, but the first time you saw her, you didn't. But but here's the difference between you and some of these uptight assholes that heckle crowd in heckle from the crowd and make these people's lives say, living hells. <laughs> like heckling crowds. I was going to say heckle what the crowd, that? but that's actually what a comedian does back when a heckler lights <laughs> yeah. up. But heckles from the the crowd. The difference between you and them is. You sit there quietly and just understand like, ooh, that was a crass joke. And it was either funny to you or it wasn't. If it's funny, you laugh. If it's not, you shut the fuck up and you let the comedian move on to the next joke. Like, let him stew in the terribleness of the joke that failed. If that's how it, in fact, how it goes down. Then you almost just like, you just sit back and watch the meltdown. But nowadays, and that's entertaining too. Absolutely. Well, you can appreciate that. But nowadays, I feel like people are going out to comedy clubs and, and, and consuming comedy, stand-up comedy in particular without coming into it educated at all in that they don't know who they're watching they don't know the uh, what you're supposed to bring to a comedy club and that you shut up and you watch the person on stage if you want to talk by all means there's open mic nights there are you know there are opportunities for you to get on stage and espouse your views whatever they are pro pro gun anti gun pro trump anti trump you know what i mean whatever that viewpoint is you have your you can find your time to get on stage and do it don't shit on my time while I'm on a podcast or a interview or a, particularly a stand-up comedy set that I've, you know, honed down and, and I'm putting myself out there to do. Don't shit on me at the, in that time. It's not your time. It's my time. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Well, the difference between you and that person is you get that. I've never seen you heckle anybody. You're not an idiot. You understand. This is this person's art and they're going to do their art if I don't... It, the painting if i don't like this painting what do i do i don't yell at the painting or find the artist and try to cancel culture him i just don't look at that painting yeah and i go i don't like that fucker's paintings they're terrible you try to push your agenda onto onto like your beliefs onto what they're doing as as an art form it's subjective yeah and when some people you find funny is not what he finds funny is not what she finds funny some some people dive a little deeper i mean we were talking about it earlier dancing on that fine line or trying to find the boundary there yeah and you know uh people like um kramer from seinfeld um, what's his? I don't know his actual Michael name. Richards. Michael Richards. Uh-huh. He he went a little too far one time in one of his stand. He wasn't even trying to be funny though. That was that was completely different. He literally really lost his shit at a heckler who yelled at him for a stupid joke, and then just started yelling about how n words like uh, yell at the screen and yell at comedians and interrupt shows, and that's completely different. That's not well. I mean, and uh, that wasn't funny. So that's uh, again, that's something I yeah. feel like you're not supposed to just like chuckle that's, at and laugh away. That's crossing the line. But then at yes. the same time, he tried to apologize. On, on a on, on a late night talk show I yes. forget which one I, I'm sure all uh, of them uh, Pro- Je- whichever Je- ones let him on Jerry Seinfeld was appearing on a late night talk show and gave Kramer Michael Richards the platform to apologize okay. he tried to genuinely apologize okay. and people were taking it as a joke they were laughing the, the studio audience was really? laughing and Jerry Seinfeld was like I don't know why you're laughing he's being serious right, right now and right. he's trying to genuinely apologize but because that's the persona that he's always given like he's right. always the funny well, guy everything is taken again, as a then joke why didn't they take the n-word bomb as a joke again he didn't mean it as a joke and it shouldn't have been taken as such but why did they take the apology as a joke it's like a, but they didn't take the offense as a joke it's like a rock in a hard place it really you know, is you, like where do you win and where do you lose well, and like how do you find where, where that middle ground is this documentary really just delves into kind of the history of stand-up comedy and it kind of breaks down where this divide began because it's funny how it's flipped on its ear when comedy you know when stand-up comedy really first started blowing up and becoming a a, a, an an actual accepted medium which people were, were really consuming was in the late 50s early 60s in which you had a guy coming about you mentioned carlin earlier carlin i'll tell you carlin was 
an amazing pioneer for comedy, and he he highlighted so many things. Carlin, admittedly, in this documentary, and probably he's dead now, so he can't quote it, but I'm sure in, 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 in a book he's written, or it's it's probably recorded on audio or video somewhere, he will tell you, Carlin wouldn't have been shit if not for Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Is that okay. a name you're familiar with? I, that is not. Lenny I, Bruce was the stand-up comedy pioneer. Okay. He went to jail at least three times for things he said on stage, words that came out of his mouth on stage. Okay, and I don't mean in words. I mean like cunt or making jokes about rape or making jokes about things you and I sit here on this podcast and fucking laugh about every single week. He was arrested in San Francisco. He was arrested in, I believe, L.A., and he was arrested in New York for making jokes using these words oh, on his geez. set. See, and that's and, and I thought, you know, because that's as far back as my brain goes, but I thought George Carlin was the pioneer of that sort nope. of thing. Like these are the George things. Carlin took the Lenny Bruce model and ran with it after Bruce died a young, a young uh, at a young age in yeah. his forties. But uh, yeah, so Carlin I, I, I took think- that model and ran with it along with a handful of others. Bill Hicks is another amazing man. I suggest you look up, you know, that guy's comedy. And it, that, I don't know. For some of these guys, their stuff is he. It's based in comedy, but the the I feel like the basis of it, where it's really coming from, is not comedic at all. It's it's about freedom of speech and freedoms and like Tuttle said in his bit how just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean it shouldn't be said nowadays you cannot do comedy at of all places the most uptight the first person the first group of people to complain about you making jokes about blacks making jokes about whites making jokes about gays whatever protected quote-unquote class of society you happen to make a joke about the first people nowadays to be offended by that where do you think that would be john um, see if I was I getting, don't think, uh, would you I call it, would you say, a, uh, uh, I don't an think open mic night at a bar, uh, an old folks home or a college campus, college campus. True. That is the college first one these days day. to be upset. But in Lenny Bruce's day, guess where he was touring and where he did most of his shows freely with the, with the most, with the smallest amount of repercussion. Was it at college, college campuses? campuses? Really? Because if you think back, college campuses traditionally have been like, that's the coming of age spot. That's where right. you, yeah, you know, you point. go to get crazy and you just, you're very, you're very liberal, regardless of your, uh, your, your, your political views. You're liberal in your life and you just want to, let me just, uh, let me just learn some stuff. Let me hear what everybody has to say, good, bad, and otherwise. Well, let me suss it out for myself. Cause you always like to think like, oh, the next generation is more developed than the one exactly. prior. So no, now it's becoming more and more closed off. Yeah. It's almost like we're, we're, we're stepping back or we're, we're falling backwards in that, in that realm. Well, it which goes is in, sad. It, it is sad. It goes in this documentary how nowadays almost no comedy is done on college campuses very few comedians will book a anything at a college campus nor will a college campus book time with uh, most comedians unless they know this comedian and they know that their viewpoint is very clean sanitized and fits in with their viewpoints that's that's it's really flipped on its ear yeah that really that really does it changes the game up and like at some point somewhere in the middle there it plateaued and it went up and up and up and absolutely. then it stopped going up and then started going and then sideways tur- and down around. absolutely yeah and i i'd say i don't know where that was well maybe the 80s 90s but uh you know the 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 age of the social justice warrior he is rearing its ugly head on comedy and i'm glad there are still outlets uh you know like netflix hulu you know, all of these, you know, online, everybody has their outlet and, you know, you can search out whatever you like for the most yeah. part, whether I, it's agreeable or not with the masses. If you like it, you can search it out. We, um, and I know we've been running long, but I do want to say this last little point about this before getting into the ditchy years and wrapping up the show and all that. I think too, some people don't necessarily know how to segregate the intent 
of of what somebody's saying. So it's different if you say like, "Oh, fuck this," or "I I feel fucking passionate about that," versus "fuck you." You know, so the word fuck, they, they, they hear the word fuck and Absolutely. they're like, oh, they're being too crass or too bad. But if they're like, if they feel passionate about a certain issue and they're like, I don't, I don't well, feel, I don't fucking feel good about this, you guys. But if they, here's if, the as opposed to saying, fuck you, dude, it's people, it's different. It, no, and it's, here's the biggest issue. It's people as a whole deciding that they now get to be offended for another group of people. So you as a white man, John, if I on this podcast make a joke where I use, and I've done it before, and it's not, I don't mean it in any racist fashion, where I use an accent, a Hispanic accent, a Chinese, an Asian accent. Or uh, you just identify the stereotype because it, it's out there. It, it is. It's a stereotype. It's not like I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with it. I'm just being funny based on it is what it is. Right. Well, so here's the biggest issue with stand-up comedy nowadays is that let's just use John as an example. John, you're a white Almost 30-year-old male. Some would you're, say twink. You, many would say twink. If you see John, <laughs> he's quite the twink. But uh, if you... All right, John, you're a you're a white 20-something-year-old twink male, right? You go watch a stand-up comedian. The stand-up comedian makes a joke about Asians, and they use an Asian accent. This is an exact exact specific in the in the documentary. The comedian uses an example of, a, of an Asian accent, and she is doing an impression of an Asian person, right? When she's using an Asian accent and and what she's saying and the way she's saying it, it's funny. And does it sound like an Asian person? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it's... Okay. Okay. So after the show, she says, a woman comes up to her and says, oh my God, I think you're so funny. I've been a fan of yours for so long. But I have to tell you, the Asian accent was offensive. This is a white woman telling her this. And she says, well, I'm sorry if you're offended, but the accent I was doing... Is, ex- is my impression of an exact accent of a real person that I know that talks to me over the phone and this is a conversation that we had. And that's, you know, so it's just like, it's just people are offended. They get to decide as white people or as black people or as whatever that they're offended at Asians or that you're an Asian person and you're offended at a white person joke or you're straight and you're offended at a gay person For joke. For doing a voice how, or, yeah. How, how do you have the power as someone who's not Asian to get offended at an Asian joke or someone who's not gay to get offended at a gay joke or, or any of the above? How you know? How, since when have we been empowered to speak up for every other subculture or group of people and humanity? I almost feel like that's predominantly where the term Karen came from. Was a Karen was somebody who th- has nothing to do or is so unrelated to the issue, but wants to bitch and ruin people's parade. Well, you know, for on, sure. On Nowadays, we just say uh, we call you Karen or say OK Boomer. Oh, or yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, anyway, I, I without getting too far into it, you guys should watch it yourself. There's some really funny material in there. Honestly, if you're not easily offended, and I'll tell you this: if you listen to this show, you are not easily offended. Thank you for being a fan of this show. Thank you for understanding that the horrible shit that I spew is only jokes. None of it is intended, you know, except against Tuttle. None of it is intended with any reality. And uh, and same goes for John. John gets a little tangent occasionally now now and then too. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, and Tuttle is still a pitch ass fuck cunt cocksucker <laughs> motherfucker and tit. Just like that Blink One Eighty Two song we played on break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, should we do the uh, the did you hear? Yeah, and, man. We'll and- finish up. Yeah, I'll wrap that up with Can We Take a Joke? Really good documentary. Check it out. It's available on Amazon Prime and uh, just Google it. You can find it in other places. So let's get into the did you hears and I'll play the track. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? 
some stuff from the headlines and uh, things going on around the world and let's try to let you know what's going on um, and then maybe joke or laugh about it a little bit. Put but, a little uh, funny spin on it, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And, Fuck it, get off my live read. And you may... <laughs> That's what I always say. And you may not have heard this stuff. So, I mean, who knows? Um, I Are you starting it? Yep, I'll kick it off. Uh, John, did you hear? John Krasinski, we talked about this on the show recently in his show, Some Good News. SGN. SGN. Fucking huge fan of it. Really love it. Uh, makes me sometimes happy cry a little too often. That's like I a, hate myself for that. That's a uh, People can find that on YouTube, right? Well, YouTube, could, SGN. YouTube, uh, there's an Instagram page for it. Uh, I see a lot of clips on Facebook. If you're on social media, just search Some Good News. It'll link you to it. But soon, you can find it on CBS All Access. So the okay. platform. So John Krasinski and SGN are upgrading. Well, uh, that's SGN, cool. I won't say John Krasinski and SGN have upgraded. SGN, some good news, has been bought out by CBS and will now be available on CBS All Access, the streaming platform. Uh, so wait, is unfortunately, he, is John he, Krasinski will is, no longer be a part of it. He will not be the host. Are you serious? I swear to God. And and my, here's my real headline. Not so much that CBS has picked it up. That's part of it. I'm the hating bigger, this. The bigger part is that John Krasinski slammed as, quote, sellout over SGN deal with CBS. And my first thought was, man, people just want to hate. He builds something. He gets picked up, although rather quickly. It got picked up quickly because, A, it's by a big name. B, it's viewed by millions. And three, it's it's quality content. It should be picked up because it's great. But it people I felt like immediately people were slamming him for becoming successful with it right for making something homegrown into something successful to to, to make it sellable well, to a, a popular news w- network well, like it, CBS, CBS absolutely yeah. but it's not going to be like a show on CBS for all cable subscribers to have no but if all, you're not familiar are you do you know anything about CBS all, all access all access that's the paid service it's, that's like they're paid only right yeah let's say you have cable and you have CBS which everybody has if you have cable it's a fucking network channel however CBS All Access is its own separate pay thing. Yeah, like NBC has Peacock. Yes. And, uh, uh, yeah, they uh, didn't the used to, network. but CBS kind of started this for the networks. Yeah. They were the first one to have the network stream. It's, it's the Disney Channel having Disney Plus, and it's the, you know, it, yeah, everything is just ESPN has the ESPN Plus. And Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's all the, all these networks just have a, you know, even like Spotify has their premium service. Spotify has premium, which uh, took on Joe Rogan recently, which uh, quickly, Wait, oh, that's I'll get relatable. back to this. It is relatable. That's like we'll the get same. back to the Krasinski story, and I'll tell you why he's being slammed and whether I agree or disagree with that, but... I related it to the reason my mind first went there is because Rogan just this past week signed his show up to Spotify Premium starting September 1st for what I was reported as $100 million. I've been told from one unreputable source, Rocky Soka, What's the Fuss podcast. It's a great show. Listen, I'm on it. Uh, but uh, he said it was more than $100 million. But immediately, regardless of what the dollar amount was, immediately people slammed him for being a quote unquote sellout, which is the same issue 
punk rock bands have when they sign a fucking record contract and artists have when they get a corporate deal or going mainstream with anything is like you're selling out oh you're just like selling you know. it draws ire from your day one fans yeah but like i mean pearl jam and red hot chili peppers and bands like that sold themselves out and i still like them like their, their music hasn't changed joe rogan doesn't plan to change the style of his i don't podcast. believe so either that's it and that's it's the me, same show that's the difference in selling out not if you change it up if you homogenize your product yes to fit whatever platform has now bought you up, quote unquote, scooped you up into its umbrella, then you are a sellout. If you change your music because you got a record deal, fuck you. If you were, if I was a fan of you because you were hardcore, and now all of a sudden you're easy listening because fucking Sony signed you to a record label, then then you sold out. Exactly. But if you're fucking Green Day and you take your punk shit and turn, well, that's a bad example because their <laughs> oh, only yeah. their only album <laughs> record that was still punk was Basket Case. Soon after, it became shit. But anyway, if uh, I don't know, let, let's let me put it like this: When I heard that Joe Rogan was getting shit on for being a quote unquote sellout for for getting a payday for what he's put in hard work for for years and they're, years and years, they're not changing his creative control no no but let me relate it to this john and i do this podcast right this podcast doesn't make a dollar this podcast costs us money we have two bills in front of us that we have to pay because we came to this fucking restaurant bar and decided to eat and drink while we were doing this this so that's a cost to us it's a cost to us for us to have a hosting service everything we do is a cost it costs us however we do this under the guise that if one day we grow this and tweak it and, 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 you know, manicure this and manipulate it into something that could then be sold and make money off of, does that then make us a sellout if in a year from now, John and I make money off this? Only if that's they... The, that's the goal. Only if they say that, like, okay, so you have to be left or right wing or you have to lean this sort Again, of direction or they, you have to have this bias. If they change our content... That's selling then, out. Yes, but that's not what either of us are in this for. If, if anybody no. came along and said, we'll give you so much amount of money to do what you do, our first thing would be, well, we're not gonna, we don't have to change what we say or the way we do it, do we? I mean... Obviously, things might have to be time segmented or whatever, but you're not going to put. It's funny you bring. Uh, this is about this whole show's about censorship this week. It, se- it seems that like would it, be yeah. a, that would be our sticking point. John and I would we would change our format as far as I, we we would do an hour, we do two hours, we do however many hours you need us to do. We would try to do it. However, don't make us change our content or our level of content or the way we come at things, because that's the bit, best way we come at things is with no filter. I still want to be able to say what I want to say, and I don't want them to say you can't mention this or you have to feel this way about something or, or oh, this bit we don't necessarily yeah. enjoy. I, I'm going to well, be like – that doesn't jibe with our politics. Yeah. yeah like, well, too fucking bad. Then why did you want we to say deal things, with us? Yep. We say things on how we feel, and we won't, be, we won't be sold, so to speak. Well, I don't feel like Joe Rogan is being sold. From what I'm understanding, his content won't change. It's going to be – it's going to still be free. It'll just be on Spotify Premium. Um, but like the other side of the coin, it sounds like John Krasinski is okay. Getting like back giving, to the John Krasinski get, thing, giving over the permissions of you know some well, good news. He's no longer going to be a part of the show. Let me read. Oh, here. I don't. I don't want to watch it if he's not a part okay. of it. I, I don't want to say not a part of it. He will no longer be the host. Let me read you the quote. That's that's rough. This past Thursday, it was announced that Viacom CBS had picked up some good news to air on CBS All Access as well as some of the company's other brands. It was also announced that Krasinski would not return as the host. Following Viacom's success in what the Hollywood Reporter called a massive bidding war, apparently people were bidding heavily, fans expressed disappointment, calling John Krasinski a sellout, profiting off of his feel-good program that had been free online. And up to this point, has been free online. I've been watching it on social media week to week. 
This makes me feel like you're a sellout, quoted one Twitter user. Was this a money move? I really don't understand. Your show could have just been could have just inspired them to share good news, not take what you started. It was easier to access access SGN, not this network. And a lot of other people are upset because CBS All Access is a paid. It's not just you can't just download the app and watch it for free like you can with Hulu. You know, Hulu has ad revenue, so you can do different branches. You can do ad free, light ads, heavy ads, whatever. CBS doesn't give you that. It's a paywall only. So nowadays, if you want to see SGN, you have to pay at least the lowest fee to get CBS well, All Access. Yeah, because now it's upgrading in services. So now you have to pay just to be able to like hear the show itself. And now you find out that it's not going to be John Krasinski as- exclusively or Emily Blunt or like him, or exactly. him or his wife. Or yeah, his like, wife was featured. His kids dude, were featured see, occasionally. What, one of the things I liked was that he was just started featuring. At first, the first couple of weeks, he used uh, Robert De Niro as a weatherman. Then he used uh, Emma Emma Roberts. Is that her name? Emma Roberts, I think. Emma Roberts is not the girl from um, the girl from Zombieland. Oh, Emma, yeah, Stone, yeah, yeah. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma he used, Stone. He used them as weather people, and it was literally just like Robert De Niro standing outside. He'd be like, "What's the weather?" And Robert De Niro would be standing outside. He'd go, "It's pretty good, John." And that would be it. And then he used Emma Stone. Same thing. She looked out a window and goes, "It's pretty good, John." And then he started farming it out to regular people. And on the Instagram page, he was like, send us your clip of you looking out the window and however you want to do it and say, it's pretty good, John. Like, that's your line. Send us that and we'll start using it. Well, probably not anymore because now it's sold to a pay site. Yeah, now now it's it's, it's less community involved and, and more probably um, like... Uh, Corporate behemoth. Cor- yeah, it's, it's, it's more... Uh, uh, structured now well, which, to, which sucks to round this out and to answer some of your questions john while krasinski will no longer host the show he will maintain some kind of on-screen presence and will serve as the show's executive producer according to the announcement mm, um in terms of also um more feel-good news there was a golf charity match between um peyton manning and tiger woods versus phil mickelson and tom brady yeah it was like a golf pro-am yeah yeah pro pro, if you will pro golf pro football (laughs) (laughs) it was for a good cause and uh offered charity for covid19 relief exactly i was gonna say yeah covid relief right yeah they um they had something like this in the past with just tiger woods versus phil mickelson but it didn't. It, it raised like nine million dollars. But it kind well, this of, raised a little more than double that, right? Uh, twenty million. Okay, so just eleven more million dollars than than the original nine million, which it should have, because a, it's years later, so money that has a different value now. You know, money was a lot worth a lot more that long ago than it is now, and. You had two more giant names involved, so yeah. fucking chip in, people. And like, in, in terms of like selling yourself out, this is the epitome of like, please sell yourself out. So Tom Brady and Peyton Manning took their, you know, their notoriety, yep. applied it to a golf game. Yep, nobody's called them sellouts, did they? No, no, not for not the for charity. Being here, that was for charity. <laughs> yes, John Krasinski and CBS are not donating all their income to charity. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So they raised twenty million, and uh, Manning and Woods beat. Mickelson and Brady. Um, yeah, so they, so I, I thought it was Woods and Brady. That's not how it no, was? No, Woods and, and, and okay, Manning. That seems like a more fair half and half because I feel like it's fucking Woods and Brady. That's like Jesus Christ. That's like Jesus and Jesus on the same team. <laughs> yeah. That's not even right, bro. You got to split right? that up. Yeah. Um, so they were talking about like uh, Tiger's game. Uh, they, they haven't seen Tiger Woods play in, in over three months. You know, so people were excited to see him back in action. 
And um, they already know that, like, Phil Mickelson is going to be his natural self because he likes to kind of bring the best out of Tiger Woods. Uh, he likes to shit talk a little bit. Yeah, him and Tiger have a storied past, I feel like. Yeah, well, but they also have an understanding, like, this is for charity. Oh, and, and they know, respect for, each other as golfers, I'm yeah, sure. They, they both came head to head and was like, let's do this, you know, for, for the yeah. public and... Uh, but it sounded entertaining. I was in the kitchen at work, and all I could hear was people screaming out front. And I go, "What is the fucking Super Bowl on?" And somebody was like, "No, it's a golf <laughs> rerun." And I go, "It's a rerun." And I went out there, and I go, "Oh, this is that charity yeah, tournament, yeah. son of a bitch." Okay. And I mean, supposedly Brady was having a real hard time, but um, he uh, Charles Barkley was giving him grief, and he go figure up- Gronk wasn't there catching the fucking the <laughs> golf ball and putting it in the hole. <laughs> right. Gronk spiking foot in hole. <laughs> <laughs> right? He, uh, uh, Barkley offered up $50,000 uh, for a donation to COVID-19 relief if Brady could hit a par 3 green. And um, uh, he missed badly. But he was like, I should have said if you could hit it on the planet. Which is what, <laughs> that's what Barkley said. Uh, to save face. Which is funny because you know Barkley and Jordan. I just did that, uh, the What's Up Doc on the Jordan documentary. You know Jordan and Barkley are famous for having gambling addictions. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, terrible, yeah. which is why Barkley did it. It was like, he needed something to bet on. He was like, I'll bet $50,000. <laughs> and then he felt bad because Brady made it look like a chump who wasn't going to put 50K on the charity. And he goes, I meant if he made it on the planet, of course I'm going to give 50K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he, am I, a terrible person? Was, yeah, kind but, of, but not really. But as uh, as everything was uh, developing, even after taking, um, they, they, they carried on with the bet. And even after taking a penalty stroke on the par five seventh hole, um, Brady nailed a 100-yard wedge shot while in his while. Wait, wait. Okay, I didn't even know this. A 100-yard wedge shot while his pants split and his microphone broke, all at the same his time. Pants split. What does Tom Brady become a fat piece of shit in the off season? So I guess <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I guess Brady's uh, pants just split open and then his microphone fell of big off old or broke. <laughs> Not does mic off, split his pants open. And like the shot is incredible. I'm gonna try to put the video on the group page. You can see the shot, but it's it's about a hundred yards out and with a wedge and yeah, and he makes it to the cup and Barkley. No, he made it in. Yeah, he hit the cup. That's what I'm saying. Ten oh, cup yeah. style. And and Barkley, Ten cup. Shout out Kevin Costner. Barkley was talking shit to him, and then he fucking uh, Brady nailed the shot, and then he was like, "Why don't you keep your mouth shut?" <laughs> to Barkley. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, "Shut your mouth, Chuck." This is this is the shot. I want to see if I can find it uh, in terms of video. He ripped it. That was Brady. Yeah, that's Brady. I can tell because he makes out with his kid. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that was a pretty shot, dude. You heard it. Shut your mouth, Chuck. Shut your mouth, Chuck. You know what he said? Shut your mouth, Chuck. <laughs> I love that. I love that these guys rip on each other when they show up and stuff. It's like uh, Tuttle and us doing a bit on the radio. No, yeah, but it, <laughs> I love it. They rag on each other. It was, uh, it was a good, it, for a good cause. They raised $20 million. $20 million, man. And I, like I said, I was at work, but I heard a lot of people in the dining room fucking cheering. Maybe when it was that shot. It might have been that shot I heard. I don't know. I just heard woo. There's uh, a lot of wooing. Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods beat out Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Well, did you hear, John? Daytona Beach went crazy over the weekend. Like Michigan? Um, Daytona Beach is now Michigan. Yes. For the week, Daytona Beach has taken over Florida man duties and is now Michigan, if that makes any sense. So it, it, it's all relative to the release of like, okay, so things are 50% open now and you well, can start to socialize. Apparently, and- well, it's Memorial Day weekend, so the beaches are usually more frequent than ever. Plus, it's kind of the first first step into summer. Memorial Day weekend being, you know, in, in May like this, 
with the summer right around the corner. I believe uh, June 21st really begins summer. But in Florida, it's fucking summer year round. So do you think so that So now like- this is the first step into like people going to the beaches. Well, that mixed with there's apparently every year on this weekend, there's something called Orlando to Daytona. And it's like a big thing. It's almost like if anybody remembers BCR, Black College Reunion. It's almost like that. It's almost like a black college spring break. I don't remember break. that at all. You know, well, I grew. I was. I didn't grow up in Daytona, but I moved to Daytona. I lived there for a while. And there's a thing every year. It's like it's spring break, but it's for HBCUs. You know what an HBCU is? Historic black black college or university? Okay, no. Well, okay. Well, that's what an HBCU it, is. Well, so does that bring in a lot of tourists? Yes, like it a brings lot- a lot of tourists, and it's uh, the black. It's literally the black colleges, which is like your Morehouse, your Spelman. Uh, your uh, here in Florida, you have your Florida Southern. Um, I so, can't remember FGCU, Florida Gulf Coast so, University. So this like gathering or like um, a concentration of people, what, like that's a lot of people out from out of state. Well, it's a lot of people from out of state, but because of Memorial Day. But with this one, it's called. It's a literally an event called Orlando to Daytona. So I don't know what I don't know where these people congregate. I don't know if there's a Facebook group. I don't know, but every year there's something called Orlando goes to Daytona. And it's like Central Floridians getting to the beach to hang out. And it's for some reason it's mostly a a black crowd. There's no way like that it's a good sign that this many people are getting together. Well, at this the same year time. every year they do it. Like I said, it's a sanctioned event that the city puts on because it's an influx of tourism dollars or Central Florida dollars. I However, feel like this that, year that's a disaster waiting to happen. They didn't sanction it. People still came out. I don't know if you heard, but last the week prior, also in Volusia County, the Deland gatherings. Did you hear about that? I did. That Sim- I heard well, about. Okay, similar group of people, and high school. They're also high school students. Uh, similar group of people, same thing this, this week, it was a week later, was to go to Daytona. The city told everyone, did not sanction it, they gave no permits, they did not allow it. The vi- people, however, still came out in, in droves. And there's, and what really sparked it off was a throng of beachgoers, around 200, descended on a car on one of the main drags of Daytona Beach, which is A1A. Everybody in Florida knows A1A, it's the beachside road. Yeah. That's like the whole coast. To catch a few bucks, someone inside a car was throwing cash out of the sunroof into the street, and bedlam ensued. Apparently, this was for a rap video shoot. Really? Yes. So, and people are killing each other to pick well, up the money on the ground? people started fucking just go crazy following this car as it slow drove up A1A, grabbing the money out of the street. Then they started fighting one another. Then the fighting went on to the actual beach. I saw videos of literally groups of 20 high school and 20 and, and college age dudes fucking sucker punching each other running up on each other from behind fucking full on run punching each other knocking like, them out for a five dollar bill knocked out no this was on the or beach for a dollar no, there was no money they were just this was at this point it was fuck you no fuck you no fuck you and they start throwing fists it was just craziness bro all over then the guns came out there was at a convenience store right there on a1a there was a there was a two people were transported to the hospital no officers were involved but there was a uh, people started shooting and uh, two people were shot and they eventually Daytona went crazy. The they couldn't control the crowds. They literally if anybody's familiar with Volusia County and Daytona Beach versus Daytona, uh, Daytona's on the mainland side. The beach is on the, is a peninsula across the river. They shut down all the bridges on the river so that the mainlanders couldn't go to the beach side and beach side couldn't go to mainland. You were trapped. If you're on the mainland, you don't go to the beach. If you're on the beach, you don't go to the mainland. I mean, because you, they had to get things in order. They couldn't have people going on and off, on and off. Yeah, you want to get to the like the root of why they were all fighting each other, but it's just like it's so 
um, random and crazy, and people are just antsy to get outside in general. Dude. And if they're if they're elbow to elbow and bumping each other, like it could be as easy as like, oh, you bumped me, bro. Oh no, yeah. you bumped me. You spilled it's the drink out of my hand, bro. It's machismo. Yeah, let's fight. Like it's, it's disrespect. It's that whole thing. You disrespected me. Let me fucking murder you. Like, whoa, is it really worth that? It, like, I, I bumped mean, into you because there's 200 people fighting each other for a $5 bill in the street. I didn't mean to bump into you. My bad, bro. I mean, it, I got a quote from the, the police chief over there. I'm sorry, the sheriff. He used to be the chief. When I lived over there, he was the chief, and he was famous for quotes such as, criminals are scumbags. I get scumbags off the streets. Now, he's the elected sheriff. So I moved here in 07 to Daytona, and shit would was, the, like I said, the police chief. And he was a hard-nosed, I'm-stopping-crime police chief. Now he's moved up the ranks, and he is an elected sheriff. And his quote is, We got slammed. Disney is closed. Universal is closed. Everything is closed. So where did everybody come with the first warm day with the 50% opening? Everybody came to the beach. And uh, let's see. I know people were upset with the numbers of crowds here. I'm a little pissed off, too, about a lot of this. We don't take this lightly. We got the coronavirus still going around and people not practicing social distancing, but I'm not the only, I am not the social distancing police. It's not my job. Well, and we can say it all we want, like about people like just having uh, individual responsibility for themselves and like just be weary of what's going on around you and try to do your best. Uh, be an adult. You know, if be you responsible. Will. But some people are just so antsy to get outside, and they just want to act however they want to be. And it's they uh, are. it's it, it really does fucking suck sometimes. And we we've been seeing the stories coming out of Michigan left and right of just people acting crazy, giving the permission. <laughs> That's of, why we made of, the joke of the Daytona is Michigan this week. Yeah, yeah. Coming out of Daytona, Michigan. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, it's a little intense. Um, should back we, to you, John Hannon. Yeah, did you hear that there is a special Olympian, uh, Chris Nickich? Uh, he is training to be the first person with Down syndrome to complete the Ironman triathlon. I did hear this. Did you? Okay. 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 I'll tell you how I heard it when you get done with your story. Uh, so, yeah, he's um, he's in his 20s, um, you know, not even that old. Uh, no, it, not even. At he, a ripe he, age. This would have been as he would have graduated from high school. He, yeah. He's one of the 2020 grads that missed out on graduating this year. He's, uh, yeah, he's out of Florida. He's, he's um, and I guess he was been training or was in the Special Olympics. No, he's training to do a triathlon, an Ironman triathlon. No, but he must already, this year. He must already be in the Special Olympics or something okay. because he, it wouldn't yeah, surprise me. The triathlon, like, no, um, nobody with Down syndrome has ever completed this task nope and what i mean what they say an ironman triathlon is is one of a series of long distance triathlon races organized by the world triathlon corporation consisting of a 2.4 mile swim a 112 mile bike ride <laughs> and a marathon 26.2 miles right. of a run yep race in that order yep and it's widely it's widely considered one of the most difficult one day sporting events in the world yep and nobody with Somebody like, no. with, with Down syndrome has ever completed this type Nobody of task. Nobody with any type of uh, physical disability. I don't. Well, I won't say that because maybe some like uh, person with a missing limb or something has done it in the past. But it, nobody with Down syndrome has completed this. I mean, it's kind of cool that uh, Chris Nickich is uh, is trying to make that effort. He said he's training day by day. He's just trying to be a little bit better than the next day. One percent, as a matter of fact. Um. So yeah, how do you already know? Okay. So it's funny that you told me you were going to do this story on this guy. Okay. Again, we'll we'll. Bring Break down the fourth wall, and we'll tell you. We were sitting here at this bar before we did the show, and we go over, okay, what do you have for DigiHears? What do I have for DigiHears? John says, I have a story about a Down Syndrome guy who is training to do a triathlon. And I said, an Ironman? Where's this guy from? Immediately. And he goes, uh, let me look. 
oh, he's a local guy from Florida. And I said, is it the Ironman Triathlon? And he goes, yeah. And I go, is his name Chris in something? I can't say, I can't pronounce his last name because it's like Polish. It's got a lot of vowels in it. And he goes, uh, let me look. And he goes, yeah, Chris. Oh, my God. How do you know this guy? I knew this guy because he used to be a regular. He still is, I think, a regular at Tornators where I used to work. And I would be right there behind the counter making pizza. And he would come in. And he was the sweetest dude ever. He's like a high school kid. He would come in with his family. He liked pepperoni pizza slices. I would make him a couple pepperoni pizza slices, send them out to him. The guy was super, just the sweetest fucking kid you ever knew. It seems plausible because it says he's from Seminole County. Yeah. He goes to, uh, I think it's called Avalon High School. I saw it earlier. But again, he was due to graduate this year. Missed out on that because of all this. But I've been following this guy on Instagram for quite a long time now since I realized who he was. Uh, Also, a, a mutual acquaintance of mine trains with him. Uh, helps him train in his biking legs, his swimming legs, and his running legs. Like, I don't think she's going for the whole triathlon like he is, but she's helping him to train. And his whole thing, honestly, I, anybody that is in need of any type of day-to-day motivation would highly recommend go and follow this guy on Instagram and just watch him. And he explains his, you know, his, his trials and tribulations. It shows him training day in and day out. And uh, it shows his goal of, of 1% betterment every day. He it, wants to be 1% better tomorrow than he was today, and so on and so forth. That's a great mentality What to a have. goal, too. Like, what an easily reachable goal. If you just try to be better than the day before, Absolutely. you are going to instantly succeed at anything that you're at. And, like, and he knows his limitations. Uh, some of it is documenting his story where he talks about, um, okay, like for one, he's doing, he's doing uh, pull-ups. Uh, okay, so now that I am the Down Syndrome Ironman 70.3, that was nice, but just a step to my real goal of Ironman 140.6, Florida, November 2020. That's where that's what uh, he's going for, November there. 2020. But he chronicles, you know, his life and his his how much more challenges he faces as a athlete with Down syndrome than an able bodied athlete. I mean, goddamn! I mean, Down syndrome or not, that's more than I could do. You're talking about 120. 130, 140 miles. That's at 140.2. That's what he was talking one, about. 140.2. Yeah. Fucking miles of just like. Part bike, part swim, part run. Holy shit. Back and to back to back. You get out of the water wet. You hop on a bike. Like you literally, you jog out of the water. There's a bike on a rack. You grab that bike. You fucking run, start it. You jump on the bike and you ride for what is it? 20 something miles? Yeah. 40 miles? Well, it's uh, insane. The bike ride is 112. 112 miles on a bike? Are you kidding the, me? The, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's across the state of Florida. And, and the, the mile run? Yeah, that's a it's a marathon, which is 26.2, as a matter of fact. Is what you're running. marathon. Yeah. That's why I'm like, fuck a marathon. I'll never run a marathon in my life. I ran four miles at practice for nope. soccer and nope. would be dying. I, could, I never ran a mile in my life. No, that's, I mean, oh my God. But, I, thought, I thought my hat to you, sir. I, I Yeah, I literally... Really, I I highly recommend anybody go follow this guy. It's uh, Chris Nickich, and it's uh, Chris like mine, C H R I S N I N I K I C. Yeah, he's following you on Instagram. He back, follows right? me. I follow him. Yeah. He's a dude. It really, it's super motivational, and I'm gonna cheer this guy on all the way through November. I've been watching him do this for over a year. His training, he's really putting in work to get this done. Yeah, so I, uh, I thought that that was hats amazing. Hats off to this guy, and I uh, I pass it back to you. Oh, is it uh, is it on me now? Did you hear? Over a hundred people claim Jeffrey Epstein as their father. Oh, really? Like, uh, <laughs> who was that that did that? Genghis Khan? What was oh, it? I Genghis mean, Khan. It, Genghis Khan has fucking hundreds of thousands yeah. of fucking offshoots. But <laughs> so Jeffrey Epstein's doing the Genghis Khan thing. Do you know why Khan people thing? are going are claiming that they're his child? 
not exactly. Well, the uh, with him being uh, dead and he didn't kill himself back in August, um, they are now. Uh, it's now been reported he has a six hundred and thirty-five million dollar fortune, which they are looking to bequeath to his to his descendants if he has any. So you think it's just like people maybe uh, faking Bro, the idea? Are you kidding me? More than a hundred people have said they believe Jeffrey Epstein was their father, with the hopes of receiving a portion of the now deceased financier's six hundred thirty-five million dollar estate. Approximately 30% of the 386 people who have contacted EpsteinHeirs.com have said they might be heirs to his fortune. The website was created by Morse Genealogical Services, which, according to the website, seeks to locate, quote, missing and unknown heirs to estates worldwide. Jeffrey Epstein was sexually promiscuous for so long that there is a reasonable chance he may have fathered a child, founder Harvey Morse told the son. He could even be a grandfather. It's unclear if the individuals undergo any sort of vetting process to determine the credibility of their claims, but they're trying. You know what? I, I mean, I don't know if it's as many as 100, but I think he could have, like, in, in the teens. Well, or that's what in they're the, saying. He has no claimed children the, that he, quote unquote, knew of while he was, before he didn't kill himself. See, there's no way that that's accurate. Like, there's a middle ground. That's what they're saying. The guy was a fucking, he had a fuck scheme with an island, and yeah. he would hire all these young girls to come there and get fucked by him because he's a sicko. There's a middle line. I don't know if it's like as many as 100 or, you know, to 90 to 80, but I think it's, uh, it is like in the, the teens or 20s, maybe 30s of like. But the girls he fucked, they were only in their teens. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean his, his both. His, his un- yeah, his uh his all of it. I, I want to say his underlings, but they're not his under his offshoots, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean he could have uh, offsprings as offspring. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. <laughs> but like keep but, them separated. But both <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's both of them though. I I think it's it's that like the people that he was messing around with versus how many he has uh, in terms of like offspring and children it, it's the same amount like he messes with that age group and has that many it's a very plausible situation for sure it's uh that yeah that's something else um back did, to you john hannon did you hear this is the last one i have did you hear um of course it was in florida but there was a crazy what home depot what? fight what? um uh, in the very front of home depot uh in tampa the what? the uh, Florida men let the paint fly. It says, <laughs> "Okay, okay." <laughs> um, it was in Tampa, out front of a Home Depot, and they say at least four men. But in the video I saw, it looked like maybe four, like more than four men. Um, uh, maybe like quattro v quattro. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's one thing. Like the video was entirely in Spanish, so I don't know what they were saying to each other. Um, but there some, were no subtitles. Somebody no, no Fucking subtitles. Week, come on, CBS.com. <laughs> somebody swinging a shovel, and then Holy somebody shit. somebody's throwing paint without the lid on it, like at somebody <laughs> else. So, like at the end of it, um, this guy's truck is covered in paint, and this uh, it, th- this entire person is is from like top to bottom in white paint um and oh man and no and no karen showed up and said you're pro you're fucking culturally appropriating me yeah, white no. face white face it's a, a tmz was the one that reported oh, this tmz and oh my I god mean, yep swinging shovels it's, it's at least four of them but man. like it, it's on the outside and i don't know what they <laughs> could have so ridiculous who knows what they said so to each little. other there's a giant spanish man killing a little spanish man See wow. the bi- the big guy gets some paint on him and like obviously on the floor and then the little guy's covered in paint. I'm going to share this on the Facebook group. I, yeah, page. you should. This is an entertaining video. I wonder if it's because um, Joshua Failure wasn't there to wrangle their carts. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Josh! You're fired <laughs> from that job too. Yeah. yeah, and then like at some point they kind of like look to the camera 
And, I mean, when you've been in the fight and you notice somebody's recording, you kind of, like, point to the camera and be like, what the fuck? Oh, blah, 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 blah. And you just, just like, filming me, bro. You, you don't to, have my permission. Yeah, you start with them a little bit. Uh, and so, yeah. I mean, and, and that's what happened at the end of the video. They're, like, looking at the camera and they're pointing that's so to it. so funny, and, dude. You don't know uh, how it broke up? Uh, it just kind of, like, fizzled no? out. Oh, that's funny because it's funny you mentioned that story. It because just stopped. my last story, I do know how it broke up. It was, I was searching for news stories this week, and I got an offshoot of that. Okay. Sourced from the Tampa Tribune. Day laborer fight in front of Tampa Home Depot finally broken up when one of the participants misheard threat of, I'm going to do work on you, as offer for employment. <laughs> Jumped in the back of contractor's truck and rides away, ending fight once and for all. <laughs> That's the cleanest getaway I could possibly think of. <laughs> I like it. Limpio, vamos. <laughs> Um, okay, so we hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit. We did almost two hours of... Yeah, we um, killed it this week for you it, guys. Fuck it. It was a long one. Um, about, Settle in. I hope you got uh, fresh bats in your earbuds. Yeah, uh, we can't thank you enough for listening. Uh, I forgot what I said up to this point because we've been drinking. We hope you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit. You can laugh with us or at us. It does not matter. Coleman. Tip your Home Depot bouters. <laughs> That's it. I asked you to stop this and you didn't listen to me. I'm sorry, but you left me no other choice. I called the FCC. Oh, yeah, I know all about the FCC. They will clean up all your talking in a manner such as this. They will make you take a tinkle when you want to take a piss. And they'll make you call fellatio a trouser-friendly kiss. Here's the plain situation. There's no negotiation with the fellas at the freaking FCC. They're as stuffy as the stuffiest of special interest groups. Make a joke about your bowels and they order in the troops. Any baby with a brain could tell them everybody poops. Take a tip, take a lesson. You'll never win by messing with the fellas at the freaking FCC. And if you find yourself with some young sexy thing... You're gonna have to do her with your ding-a-ling. Cause you can't say penis. So they sent this little warning. They're prepared to do their worst. And they stuck it in your mailbox hoping you could be coerced. I can think of quite another place they should have stuck it first. They may just be neurotic or possibly psychotic. They're the fellas and the freaks.